small town music. This is big town music. He's ahead of his time, you know, but he can't use it. If only he could prove it. Well, tomorrow's just a song away, a song away, a song away. Hey everybody, welcome to Rock Solid, the comedy podcast for all things music, both new and classic. I'm Pat Francis. <laughs> I'm Kyle Dotson. <laughs> and joining us tonight, first of all, the topic tonight is called Class of 82. Because one, uh, one of my friends from high school is here. We graduated in 82. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to play music that came out in 82. And the person that's sitting across from me, he's in town from New York City, Mr. Rob Wilson. Rob, how you doing? I'm good. Glad to be here. How are you? Uh, could you tell me some differences between New York and L.A.? Um, in New York, I don't have to own a car, so I, I don't miss my co-pilot. Mm-hmm. And everything is way closer together, and everybody is more rude but not as crazy. Okay, that's mm-hmm. perfect. That's perfect. Tonight, though, Kyle will be rude and I will be crazy. So just to make mm-hmm. everything feel good. I'll feel it home. <laughs> Rob, let's find out what's been happening to Rob Wilson uh, for the past 36 years. We graduated 36 years ago. Yeah, well, the first day, I really didn't do anything. I just kind of <laughs> laid around the house. The second day, my mother said, you know, you should do something. I'm like, ah, get around to it. <laughs> so 30 years later... Um, I went to, uh, went to college, California University of Pennsylvania, okay. Harvard on the Monongahela and, uh, didn't graduate. What did you study? What was your, what were you studying though? Um, officially yes. I, was, I was, I was studying uh, creative writing. Okay. And, uh, I Cause you were a creative, you were a creative person in, in high school. I minored in Jack Daniels. <laughs> Is that why you didn't graduate? Cause the minor took over? Yeah, pretty much. How long did you get through school? How many years? Two, almost, almost three years. Well, was your mom disappointed that you didn't finish? Uh, no, she probably expected it. I don't know. Okay. She was disappointed in me anyway. <laughs> is your mom still with us? She is, but she's not currently in the room. Okay. Why, do you see her? No, I don't. Okay. <laughs> I do. Um, uh, is she, is, is she um, uh, proud of what you are up to currently, though? I, I don't really, I'm not on her radar. Okay. Um, she doesn't have my phone number. Okay. Um, I have hers. All right. I never use it. Um, we communicate through my younger sister. Team. Okay. All right. All right. I hope I'm not, I hope I'm not bringing up bad. That was a great thing to bring up. <laughs> I know. Wasn't this good? Hey, I don't know. Maybe you should have asked beforehand. Is there anything you don't want to talk about? And he would have said, yeah, oh, my, my mom's phone number. This isn't the pre-interview. <laughs> no, this is the real deal. I'll take out anything that makes you uncomfortable though. Hmm. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about that at the end. Okay. We'll edit it down to a tight 90 minutes. Moving on. Okay, so you don't graduate. You don't graduate from college. No. Do you, you go back home? Um, I, like I, bopped, nah, I bopped around a little <laughs> bit. Um, my, uh, my father passed away in 85. I went home to help my mother with the house. Okay. Um, then I left again. I lived in Huntington, Pennsylvania for okay. a while with my friend John Clark. And then I went back to school and then dropped out again. I guess here's the real here's the real reason I'm bringing it was this so up. Much fun here's the first here's time. the real reason that I'm bringing this up is because if people knew where you, me, and Kyle grew up, it's such a small town. It's such a they just want to keep you down. They don't want you to do any. You know it's, what I mean? Uh, have you ever seen? Man keeps us down. Have you ever seen? Uh, Explain it to the people, Kyle. It's like 
you know this you know the movie Santa Claus is coming to town? Yes. The animation. Yes, it's yes. like somber town. It's like somber town, yep. yeah. But if Santa never came. If Santa never came. That's exactly what so that area is. What I'm like. really getting to, Rob, <laughs> and I didn't I didn't uh, mean to take it uh, in that in this weird <laughs> sad direction. Uh, you now live in New York City. New York City. In in a penthouse apartment. In a penthouse apartment. And you tell people what you do. I'm a chef. And that's incredible. To that you got, you know, that we moved here to Los Angeles and that you got out of our small town and now live in a penthouse apartment in New York City. Like that's to me, that's like a, that's like a dream. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Don't be shy. <laughs> it is. It's you amazing. Know, I've, I've all my life. I've, I've just lived in the moment, moved from one thing to another, to yeah. another, to another, yeah. uh, met my wife. And then we suddenly had to start planning things because, you know, that's yeah, what yeah, yeah. And um, we didn't have children, which is fine. No, it's, it's fine, but it, it gives you the ability to do things that you wouldn't normally right. do if you had children. Did you want to have children? Uh, we, we talked about it, but we, we just, in the end, we weren't able to do it. Okay. And uh, instead, we did something fun like move to New York City. Yeah, yeah. And but here did, we are. Yeah, and here we're, we are. We're living our 30s. In our fifties, <laughs> <laughs> but to me, I think it's incredible because again, you you just told us you didn't finish college, and that doesn't matter because I finished college and I've never used my college degree in anything. I have two degrees, I've not used one. Not used one. No one asks you for it. No one says. <laughs> maybe they ask you for it if you're selling pharmaceuticals or you want to be. A, I don't think so. Have you I, seen some of those people? No, that's true. I, I did that for a while too. Uh, <laughs> oh. Not legally, no. Uh, <laughs> Murray was a customer. Murray, of course. But I'm giving, so anyway, I, a roundabout way, I'm trying to compliment you. Because <laughs> I think seem that, like it. It doesn't it's seem like it It's a very strange way to do Damn, it. I'll, yeah. I'll sit back and let you get on with it. <laughs> Look, I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you picked this topic. Uh, I've had a lot of fun picking music today. And it's just so cool that, you know, someone else escaped. Made it out alive. Made it out alive. And you're living a happy life. You got a great wife. I'm shaking my head. Yes. Yes. yes and, um, and you know, me too. I, I just start, dropped uh, Ezra off at college uh, two days ago and she was so excited. Like when I went to college, I didn't want to be there at all. No, I, I didn't want to be there at all. And I was only 90 minutes from the house. I was just happy to get out. Oh yeah. I just didn't want to, I just didn't want to go. I just didn't want any more school in my life. I just wasn't no. down with that. I was fine with everything else living alone, all that's no one telling me what to do, but... I honestly thought that it would be a better experience than it turned out to be. Yeah. And part of that is my fault, mm -hmm. and part of that is the system's fault. Yeah. And I became a success in spite of all of that, and now I'm happy. There you go. But when I dropped uh, Ezra off, she was so happy, loves the school, met people like immediately, like at orientation. And... It was so when I left, I was I was super happy because she was the exact opposite of how I was. And where where'd she go? Uh, Hampshire College in Amherst, Massachusetts. Okay. So she's very far away from home right now. Yeah, you can't get much further. You can't get nope. You can't. You could lift there. I could. You can it, lift there. It would only take, take you eight days. Eight days and to lift there. Thousand dollars. Yeah. Well, more than that, but I'll tell you that <laughs> off mic. <Mike>. Uh, <laughs> 
Okay, Rob, what else do you want to ask me for? A what donation? else? What else? What do you do for fun in New York City when you're not working? Because you're working a ton. What's your restaurant? Tell us what the restaurant is. Um, I'm currently the executive chef at One Mile House. Mm -hmm. uh, it's 10 Delancey Street in the Bowery. And the other restaurant that we're opening up soon, in which I'm a partner, is Rivercrest, which is in Astoria, Queens, across the river. And uh, that's going to open soon. How much of a headache is it to open up a new restaurant? It's... Challenging. It's challenging. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of moving parts. I have uh, good partners, and uh, we all have our own specialties. Okay. So I'm setting up the kitchen. I'm going to hire my people, train them. I've written the menu, all of that stuff. And then uh, Jerry, who I work with at One Mile House, uh, he's setting up the bar. Mm -hmm. He designed it. Looks great. He's going to order all the booze, write all the menus for the drinks, train the bartenders. And uh, Shane is our third working partner, and he manages the floor staff, and he'll do the scheduling and all that. It's a much bigger place. Cool. And uh, it's going to be uh, it's going to be something. Once the new place is open, where will your base be? Will you still be at One Mile House, or will you be at the new place? I'll be responsible for both, mm -hmm. but during the initial setup of the restaurant and getting it running and everything, I'm going to have to be on site a lot. So when when Pilar comes to our uh, comes uh, to visit in October, where should she go? I want her to go where you are. Don't know yet. Okay, we'll figure it, that out. It's, it's been a long time opening, and we may be open by then. We may not be open. You never know. You never know. We are in the process of getting things finalized and permitting and all that gotcha. stuff. There's a street dig that has to happen. We have to have people. We have to hire people to come out, get on the street, crack it open, uh -huh. dig down, put something in, fill it all back in. And that, that took us, I don't know how long, months to get the permits to do that. One more quick question, and then we're going to get on with some music. How do you get from not finishing college, the trajectory to get to do what you're doing right now? Because it feels like there's like 10 chapters in there to get to that place. What was your first job in a kitchen? Um, gosh, I worked at Wendy's once. All right, for for a while. But did you go to culinary bank. school? Did you study, no, or you no, just no. know I, how to do it? My grandmother cooked. I cooked with her. Mm -hmm. um, we, um, I, I cooked at home because my mother was a horrible cook. Okay, and I, I can say that in public because I've said it to her face. Uh, <laughs> there's. Uh, there's a lot to be said about having somebody in your life that can cook. Yeah. Um, so went from there, I went to college while I was in college, I became a short order cook to okay. pay the bills. And after that, it just kind of, kind of rolls downhill. But you, you must've loved it. Yeah. You gotta, it's a special kind of crazy. Yeah. Um, you're working with other guys of dubious origin, uh, Cooking of, of dubious origin, <laughs> you know, it's the restaurant business. Yeah, I don't yeah, yeah. Know, you know, I no, my, my wife's my wife's brother has been in and out of the restaurant business, and he is a, a also of dubious origin. <laughs> I implore people to go out and find Tony Bourdain's book, Kitchen Confidential. Yeah, because I gave that to my wife, even if you're not a anyone, anybody. Read it. I gave that book to my wife to explain you. what I do for a living, yes, and because I would tell her these stories, and mm -hmm. she, she thought it was just me. Right. And then I gave her the book and she says, oh my God, 
it's not just you. Did it's, she barrel right through it immediately? Yeah. That's a, good. It's a good read. He's yeah. a good writer. Uh, was a good writer. Um, yeah. Lots of friends uh, of mine have that book and they're not in the restaurant business. It's, so cool. it's a great read, but uh, it's an eye opener. And the business it, today is not what it used to be. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's a lot more, there's a lot more people going to culinary school. There's a lot mm-hmm. more people coming up through the ranks um, in a more corporate way. Yeah. You know, um, you have, you, there are standards, okay. yeah. <laughs> but, a, but a guy like you or, or Bourdain or, uh, uh who, who's the guy that yells? Oh, Gordon Ramsay. Yeah. Gordon Ramsay. You guys have like a, the touch. If, if Gordon Ramsay actually did that in his restaurants, he would be dead. Right. He would be burned or stabbed. Or because something. the people of, uh, what did you call them? Dubious, Dubious, origin. Dubious origin would kill him. So they're nefarious people. They, they know other people. <laughs> That was my favorite band from 82, Doobie's Origin. I love it. We're going to be listening to them. Okay, Rob, look. Rob plays, uh, Rob plays, uh, you sing, you play instruments. I dance. You, you sounds like all. you do everything. He does all these things. He's like way too talented to have grown up in Holidaysburg. Yeah. Uh, did you actually live in Holidaysburg? Were you in Duncansville? Or where, where, what part of that? Out in the we loop? <laughs> way, way outside of Duncansville. Okay. We lived on Route 22 uh-huh. um, before... What else is up there? Right before the turnoff to go up to Blue Knob. All right. Wow. Oh, okay. Yeah, you were up there. Yeah. I had Did a you, friend who lived in Blue Knob when I was in It went school. to school? Yeah. Holidaysburg? That's nuts. And sometimes it would just be like, Tommy's not going to be here today because the buses couldn't get yeah, up the there. couldn't get up there. <laughs> you can ski down. Home's the problem. <laughs> Did you ever get down to the Diamond to do some shopping? I have. <laughs> down to Wireman's. Down to uh, Wireman's front. Gone. It's gone. What was the sporting goods store? Uh, the locker room. Yeah. That's gone. The locker room's gone. Mm-hmm. Everything that, that goes in down there eventually yep. goes, except the bank. Yeah. Yeah. Blair but Cinema. That's the tap room. Blair Cinema. That's where I saw Rocky Horror Picture Show. I saw it there too. Yeah. It's hard to believe that that showed in Holidaysburg. Yeah. I think. Were there people, more than two people there? There were. It was full. Yeah. yeah. We, we went, we trashed that theater. That thing was a mess. It was. That was full and, on. And now it's gone. Toast I'd, and water. I'd like to apologize to them now. <laughs> All right. Let's do this. Uh, class of 82, Rob Wilson, Pat Francis, last name Dodson. Everyone knows me as Pat Francis now. Even I call you Pat Francis. Isn't that weird? <laughs> it's cool though. So here we go. You're the guest. I'm going to let you start <coughs> us out with your first song of 19. 19- how, how much time have we recorded so long, Kyle? Uh, probably like 12 minutes. Just 12? Yeah, well, it says 16 there, and yeah. we had some up front That's right. bullshit. And the so. first five was uh, making Rob depressed yep. and insulting him. Yeah. And now we're going to have fun. <laughs> Talk smack on my mom, so. <laughs> I really didn't. <laughs> I just won't play her the first part. <laughs> I won't be playing her the other parts either. There's more of a chance your dad will hear this than your mom. He's dead. I know, but that's what I, the joke was. <laughs> oh. Are you joking about my dead father? <laughs> oh, my God. He's rude and insensitive. <laughs> Why am I here? I don't to have fun. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Doesn't um, seem like it. Because of the nice microphones and headphones? The Shure XM, what is it? The, the XM7B. SM7B. There you go. It's a, it's a glorious microphone. They're solid gold. Um, uh, let's see. Thomas Dolby. No, right? He is uh is one of my favorites. He um uh, he came out, he did, uh, She Blinded Me With Science was his big hit. Yep. Um, but he's got so much more. It's like his only hit in the United States. 
but he's got so much more material. He's got like five more albums. That's what people tell me. And you haven't investigated? Not yet. Oh, you absolutely should. But trust me, what happens when I investigate a new artist? You get everything. I buy it all. Now, Rob, do you like She Blinded Me with Science? Because I find it unlistenable. It, I, I don't mind it. But one thing you have to understand is that when that came out, MTV was just starting. Oh, okay. So it was, a- there was like 15 videos. Mm-hmm. They just played them on a loop again and again and again and again. And, but it was such a new medium that yeah. we it, just sat and watched them. It's yeah. strange that you would have that, like a song that that big that people still play that I don't think is good, but then you wouldn't ever play anything else. Like you wouldn't have another hit. Well, it's like, again, you, you were born in 89. So yeah. you, you don't know I anything. Missed, no. What you know That's from. That's a huge gap. What you know about MTV is that Snooki's given a blowjob. That's yeah. what you know about MTV. Yeah. But we, it was they like. used to do music. Yeah. That's was, what the M stands yeah. for. It was, it was nonstop videos 24 hours a day. And it was yeah. like. The same and, you would, and you would wait. You would wait to see, mm-hmm. or, or they would have world premiere video, and you would, you would like go home to hey at eight o'clock tonight they're going to show you know the the new Rush video or whatever, and you would go wait. Yeah, that like that was yeah. I only really know like the Carson Daly TRL days, yeah, of, no, no, and it was all was, like stuff that I was like I don't care about any of this music. Like, I don't v, care about it. We we grew up in Holidaysburg where we only had WFBG. Yes, to listen to yep top forty radio. Don't you mean the Rock of Altoona? But so, um, so yeah, I mean, and for, for us to even have access to MTV in our small town was amazing. It was all new. We got, we only got cable like six months before MTV started. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. We had a black and white TV for so long at the house. (laughs) It's nuts. But, um. Black and white until I left for college and then my parents bought a color television. (laughs) New carpet, new sofa. I came home for spring break and I'm like, what the fuck? They, they, I'm in a new house. They boarded up your room. <laughs> Somebody was sleeping in my bed. They were renting it out. So your first song from from uh, Thomas Dolby is. Hmm. You brought two. You brought more than one. I did. Um, and you, you're sure this came out in '82? Because my friend John Heffern came on. We did a 1984 episode. And how many of his songs actually came out in '84? This did come out in '82. Okay, good. Well, I, tr- I trust there, Rob. There. Well, there there are a couple that span the school year. Okay. So I'll, I'll allow it. <laughs> there is there is nothing um, that came out before September of 81. Okay. So. All right. Um, let's do number three. Oh, wait. Mine's in a different order. So oh. just... You Air, say it. Airwaves. Okay. A song I've never heard. And I have no cues. Do you want me to... Does this go on for like eight minutes or do I... Should I just go... Can I ask why no cues? I didn't have time. Okay. There's not a better answer than that. <laughs> I'm a busy guy. He's in the kitchen. Sweating. I like how it sounds. Science! <laughs> That's not in every song. In tiny patterns On my antenna And the five o'clock show Sound. 
That's a good song. It's great. He's a production genius. And uh, he started out way back when the synthesizers were things you had to patch chords mm-hmm. and the whole deal. Yeah. And when he would play concerts, he would have to program his sequencers like right there. And not everything would work. So every now and again, he would start, get the mid song and everything would just shut down. He would have to reboot his entire show. I like that album cover too. What do you think of the album? I love it. And then scroll down, look at the U.S. one, which is garbage. Compared. Oh, that's a te- that's that's awful. That's the U.S. Oh, I've never seen that. And this, uh, yeah, this one's the this yeah. one's the cool one. Yeah, the golden. Yeah, that's cool. But he had this uh, this idea, the golden age of wireless. Uh, he had this idea for well, the blind uh, to the science. The video was the idea first. He wrote the song for the concept of the video. Mm. That's how far ahead he was. So he had this idea of doing a video with a crazy mad scientist. And then he got all the ideas in place. Then he wrote the song. What album is She Blinded Me With Science on? This one. How come I'm not seeing it when I'm looking at the track list now? Um, You might have the American. I'm looking at the... Says the album contains the pop hit. Oh, there it is. There the it is. Oh, okay. Yeah, there's like three in different its, versions. In its yeah. later resequences. There's three. Yeah, there's three different versions. Too. And he okay, had. Cool. He was great, but he had a horrible career. Um, he's got a a book which I urge everyone to read. Did he have bad management? Did he make a bad deal with the label? It's it's not just that drugs. It's the people that supported him. Um, got you know when you have changes at the top, mm-hmm. you have the people who are your heroes for artists and they bring people into the studio and his people got canned. Okay. So that was after she blinded me with science. Then he had to fight back, come back with another album. And just when he was about to release that same thing happened. People got fired again. Yep. That sucks. And it happened to him several times over the course of his career. If you read his book, uh, speed of sound, it is, it's heartbreaking. How come he didn't call that book science? Oh, um, <laughs> Are you going to do that the whole show? No, okay. not unless you're going to play Thomas Dolby songs the whole show. We could do that. Here's the deal. What um, He's still out there, though. He still tours? Um, still performs? He, he tours a little bit. He is um, at, in Baltimore, large university. Is he a professor? John Hopkins. He is a professor of music something or other, and he lives in Baltimore, and he's a professor. Are you sure he doesn't teach... I, <laughs> um, it's weird because it says that he only produced two other albums, like produ- like he was a producer on two. I would think that he would have just moved into a producing into a producing role. position. He's a session session musician on Foreigner Four and oh, Pyromania. Yeah. Absolutely, he is. Oh yeah, he he's done a lot of work with a lot of people. He is uh, almost single handedly responsible for the Prefab Sprouts. Wow, I did not know um, that. And he. He produced one of their albums. He did a bunch of, he was the, the synthesizer guy. Yeah. You know, back in a time when nobody knew how to program them, nobody had, knew how to use them. If you wanted a synthesizer, he was the guy you called, and he got a lot of work that way. Yeah. All right. Well, I, so I don't know. I don't, I don't everybody should listen to Thomas Dolby. He's awesome. <clears throat> this is not his best album. Okay. It's just the one that came out in the year we were doing. All right. Cool. And that's going to happen maybe a lot. But I, I do like so much of the music from 82. I was like, so giddy when I was picking my songs. Uh, okay, let's go with 
This was one of the first artists ever played on MTV. Not this song, but I think she, she was like the second or third video played was a Pat Benatar video. But this song came out in, of course, 1982 from the album Get Nervous. And this song is called Little Too Late. Love that song. I had trouble placing it until I heard that. Until the, you heard that, yeah. yeah. Um, the drummer on this album, his name's Myron Grombacher. Myron. He currently works three blocks from my house. <laughs> he sells Porsches. Hmm. And he lives right next door uh, to my friend, uh, Rich Fulcher. Oh, is that how you know? That's how that? I know. That's how I know all of this. So um, what do you think of that album cover for Get Nervous? Oh, it's okay. She's in a straight she's jacket. She's in like a padded ring. It doesn't really. And then she has someone's, like a picture of someone. On it's, her, it's, her, it's her baby at the time. Great. So if the album was called Get Crazy, maybe that would be a better. Yeah. Get Nervous doesn't go and quite And I don't like it. the weird font thing that they've, they've done mm -hmm. where they put like her name, like they use the A at the end of her name for Pat and then the E in Get and Nervous. It's just okay. unnecessary. All right. Kyle's a Looks like a Manson cover. And again, tell people how much artistic ability you have. I have a lot of artistic ability. That's true, you do. <laughs> but are you, did you study it in college? Uh, no, I did not. Okay, that's, I know, what, I, that, that's what the question was. I, that's what it should have been. Well, that's a, it's a, another sub-theme for today. Yeah. I'm not using what I learned in college. Kyle mm -hmm. is not using what he learned. Are you using anything you learned in college? Well, I was a theater communication major with an emphasis in communication, and I don't yeah, think I do that very well. So yet, no. you got in trouble for talking a lot, which exactly. is strange. Yeah, strange. What's up, Rob? What do you got? What's number two on your list? Um, so far, the show's a home run. Final album by a great artist, uh, Roxy Music. They released uh, Avalon, the album. That's, that's, that's like one of their best albums, right? Yep. Brian yep. Eno came back to produce. Um, he's got that, that ethereal sound that whatever magic he has that he does. Um, let's do... More than this. Uh, this might not be in here. Hold on. It, oh, it is here. It is here. It is if, here. If it, I was going to say, if he doesn't have it on his list, I think it's in the computer somewhere. This was their last album. Yep.
very nice. That was a big MTV staple, also. Yeah, but the the sound and I got to say these these headphones are awesome. Yeah, they are. They um, aren't they? They really are. You can hear the he creates an atmosphere, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. in his production. It, like nothing is just a straight sound. Everything's got a little swirl to it. Mm-hmm. The edges are softened. Things are mixing. It's it's fabulous. And when you listen through it, great headphones. I just it's mesmerizing. Alrighty, now. The next song kind of relates a little bit to Roxy Music because the person that's going to sing this next song, the lead singer of this band that I'm going to play, actually was with Roxy Music for a while. He played bass on the album Viva. Uh, He was also in King Crimson and just... You you know who I'm talking about, don't you? Tony Levin? Mm -hmm. No? No. He's in a super group from 1982. One of the biggest albums of 82, I believe. Just tell me. Carl Palmer, ah. Jeff Downs, Steve Howe, and the singer-bass player John Wetton. Isn't it funny? The first two songs I play are the two people that shunned me at the autograph door. Uh-huh. Do you think uh, they ever found that bass drum that was missing from Carl Palmer or whatever, that drum head? I don't know. We saw Asia one night and someone stole an autographed uh, Carl Palmer drum you'd, head. You'd have thought someone stole a plane. Or shot the president. <laughs> yeah. Not our current president, but a real, uh, one of our presidents. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, like an important one. Okay, this was a huge album. This was a huge song. It was on MTV all the time, too. This is Heat of the Moment. Asia made prog rock accessible to pop music fans. Yeah, this isn't prog rock, though. You don't think so? It's all the... Everybody who was doing prog rock came back and made pop albums. That's a pop album. Yeah, like Yes. Yeah. With 90... 90210-907-9076-9025. Yes, yeah, that's what we said. Yeah. Then they had a live album out called 9012 Live. I'm not even joking. I'm not even joking. I wish I was. God. Um, This was like the start of all the older generation of musicians. Mm -hmm. Now that they had a new venue, Mm -hmm. they they all came back and made stuff. That's why I I put Asia in the same realm as The Firm. Uh, Who else was doing stuff then? Um, The Firm, that's Paul Rogers and uh, Jimmy Page. Chris Slade on drums. I forget who's on bass. Yeah, but you see, you see the start yeah, see, of that. There's a yeah. bunch of groups that come up that were, everybody was in another band. Yep. All right, cool. I feel like I can't get close enough to the microphone. <laughs> you can you get close. You know, tonight too, everyone on my list I've seen live except for Elton John, who I will see. Uh, spoiler alert, Elton John's on the list, who I will see in February. <coughs> Damn, you're playing Elton John? You have Elton John on your list? No. Okay. Oh. Uh, you don't like Elton John? I don't like this period of Elton John. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I love it. I love the Elton John wearing the hat. <laughs> you know, I love it. I'm still standing in the Empty Garden. I love all that stuff. No, I like Empty Garden. That's a good tune. But uh, when he's 
not with his traditional writing partner. Well, he does. He does start with back with Bernie in 1983. But currently, when we're talking this, the stuff that came out in '82, yeah, I just, I don't know, it's just too poppy. Mm. All right, for me. But I respect him as an artist. What if you didn't? Oh, he sucks. <laughs> I, just, so I have no respect so for him. So bad. Never, I'm, never been good. I'm just being kind. <laughs> now, when you say a hat, you mean an actual hat or, or the wig he wears? I think he was wearing both. No, I think that, I think he was not. Uh, Brett Michaels? Yeah, he's doing a Brett Michaels. Brett Michaels, three hats. He's he got a wig and he puts a bandana on, which is kind of a hat because it's this wide and then he, then he actually th- threw a mm. cowboy hat on sometimes. When, and when you said this wide, you made a motion of two feet about in between. Yeah, he's, he makes his bandana about two feet high. Yeah. I did that because we're recording. Which so camera's no mine? Which, is that mine? Uh, right there. Can you zoom in on that? All right. What's, it, what's your third song, Rob? Um, Rob, you having fun? I am having tons of fun. <laughs> Doesn't seem like it. Right, your ukulele. You going to play something for us later? We, we, can, we can see what happens. <laughs> Only a guy that was having fun would say yes. <laughs> uh, let's do some Pete Townsend. Ooh, all the best chi- all, all the best cowboys have Chinese eyes. Uh, Doesn't seem like a racist title at all. My favorite Pete Townsend album. I love it so he, much. He does regret in in an interview. He regrets the long title. Uh, okay, but doesn't regret regret. The, regret. He hasn't Hi. taken it back though. I would I would have gotten rid of the 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 cursive part and just called it Chinese eyes. Hello, I'm Elmo Fudd, and he doesn't regret it. So what what song are you gonna play? Um, Every song's good. It's a great album. I love it. Um, I have it. I have a copy signed. Ooh, LP copy signed by Pete Townsend. Wow, he signed through the fence. That's okay. <laughs> he did. That's okay. When, when he got close Ooh. enough, you just reached through the fence and grabbed him. And I broke his fingers. Could never play again. Sign, All the best sign. cowboys signed through the fence. That's right. <laughs> it's a thing. Um, the song that they played on MTV was Slit Skirts. Yes. And, and Face Dances Part 2. Face Dances Part 2. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly how it sounds. But because I'm here in L.A., play Exquisitely Bored in California. Are you Which b- describes my experience now. Since you walked in. I don't think you're going to like this song, Kyle. And this is the first time I ever heard a fretless bass. How do you know it's a fretless bass? Just read the You can hear him notes? do things. He slides it. box is empty. No coffee for my cream. Dogs howl in the alley. Crazy women scream. Doesn't even sound like Pete, really. Some kids shout from their pickup truck. They're stoned on life of beer. Fifty radios playing in this street, but I'm still hardly here. Exquisitely born in California. We take our trouble to the caress. That's Tony Butler on bass. He played with Big Country and The Pretenders, played with Pete and Roger Solo. Good, 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 good. And his, all over that album, that, that bass is fantastic. Kyle, what do you think of that album cover? 
Um, it's it's fine. It's, fine. it's he has a weird pose with his hands. Well, he's got a he's got a he's got a. I a, see that guitar. He's got a flying V. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's just yeah, upside down, upside down. He's doing like a Bowie thing with his hand, kind of. And he has Chinese eyes. Yeah, mm-hmm. not as pretty as Bowie though. No. He's working it though. Yeah, he's a smoky eyes. Doing the best thing he can do. Uh, my next song comes from, and this song is an MTV song that I saw on MTV. And when I first saw this video by John Waite from his uh, first solo album, Ignition, I didn't realize that he was the singer in The Babies. I, just, I didn't know. And then my friend Jim Schultz told me, well, yeah, he sings in The Baby. I'm like, what? whoa, wait a minute. And then it all came together. In a well, he had a, a much different look. Yeah, 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 yeah. He, he was a... But I love this video and I love this song and I know I've played it on here before, but let's hear it uh, change. People talking and they're saying that you're leaving. You're so unhappy with the way that you've been living. I just love everything about that song. I love just just the guitar and then the vocal. I love the background vocals. What do you think about that, Kyle? Oh, yeah, I like that song a lot. And what do you think of the album cover? Um, it's okay. Oh, I mean, I like it now that I blew it, blew it up. The thumbnail looks weird. Have you ever yeah. seen the video? No. He hangs out unsafely on fire escapes and out of windows. Yeah. yeah. Ooh. Yep. I think it's all on a soundstage, Rob. I don't, it's just, it's not you, good for the kids. You live in New York, so yeah. does it look like... It's real? No. Oh, okay. Rob and I are both, we talked about this pre-show, we're both afraid of heights. Mm-hmm. What, uh, what would get you on a roller coaster? I could get in the car <laughs> if the car were not on the tracks and not at the amusement park. If someone put um, virtual reality goggles on you and the thing that came up was you on the edge of a building, would you just have a heart attack? Yeah, that that would be bad. Yeah, it, and then what if someone about, came up behind you and pushed you? <laughs> <laughs> After I cleaned myself up, um, I would like, find the person. If you see, I don't know if you like action movies, but if you see an action movie and an actor is like way up high, do you just get like I get weak in the knees? Like my legs just feel like jelly. I'm just like, oh my god! I can clench like nobody's business. Yeah, I can crack walnuts. That's how I. That's exactly how I Rob, feel. Rob, when you're in LA, you should go downtown. There's a oh, yeah, there's a there's a slide that is completely glass, and it goes a whole floor down to the, on next the outside floor, of a building to the next floor. And why should I do this? <laughs> Have you done that, Kyle? No. Would you do it? Oh, probably. I don't think I. But could it's do like it at all. it's like sixty dollars or something crazy. I'm like, well, I'm not paying that much. No, they should pay me sixty. Go on a slide. I'll give you the sixty dollars. Just kick me in the nuts and then leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> What if someone said, I'm going to take you to Great America tomorrow, and what you need to do is you need to ride every single roller coaster in a row, and then when you're done, I'm going to give you $2 million cash. I would do that. But it wouldn't be easy. I would be heavily medicated. (laughs) There might be bodily fluids, and 
I wouldn't be happy about it. Now, did you ever ride roller coasters growing up? The, the little one at Bland Park. <laughs> See, I used to ride roller coasters, anything with a corkscrew, a loop, standing up, sitting, I, uh, hanging under the track. I used what to, happened? Well, then I stopped doing it. And once you stop doing something, you kind of, the fear, you get the fear mm-hmm. comes back. But um, my, my dad, every time, because we just went to Disney World, and every time we get on something, he goes, they, did, they didn't change this and make it like a roller coaster, did they? <laughs> and then I go, yeah. It's a small world. Yeah. They didn't, this isn't a roller coaster. Like we, now, got on, we got on uh, Thunder Mountain Railroad. He goes, I can do this roller coaster. And he's, he's yeah, I there. can do that one still, too. He's in there, and I went, oh, it goes backwards now. And he goes, what? And then we just go. <laughs> <laughs> There's a triple loop, and then they suspend you and then let you go again. And it's all in the dark. Uh, I yeah, think no, I, I think don't, I don't go to amusement park. No, they did. Add, they did add like a a bit of a significant drop in Pirates of the Caribbean. And my dad goes, "Oh shit!" That's Real nice. loud for all the other for people that have children with them. Rob, what's your fourth song? I'm counting them down. All right, um, Rush uh, put out the album uh, Subdivisions. No, that wasn't the name. Of the Signals. Album. Signals. Uh, the name of the song is Subdivisions. It was the first like rock and roll song mm-hmm. that really <coughs> spoke to my experience mm-hmm. um, as a not a very popular guy right. in school, and uh, it just stuck with me. I was a big fan anyway, mm-hmm. but it was a, a great. Now this is also on my list. If you if mine is queued up, if you want to play it okay. off my list, I all right. I have, I have another one off that. So great. It's my favorite Rush song. Of all time? It, it really is. Hmm. All right. What other song did you have off Subdivisions? I'm willing to play it. Um, you mean Signals. Sorry, Signals. <laughs> a song called Losing It. Let's hear Losing It. It has electric violin. I didn't even know you could do that. And it's about losing your virginity. Not going crazy? What do you think of that album cover? It's fine. It's a little Aerosmithy. <laughs> this is a song I always forget about. It's my favorite off the album. Of all time? No, just off the album. great i spent probably a week i I bought a synthesizer Mm -hmm. cord poly 800 and i spent a week trying to program that into the sequencer and i know (laughs) you gave up i had pieces of it i had other things i had to do 
little like, busy. Like, cue your songs up. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even get to that. Um, I have a, I have an autograph story with Rush. They played the, uh, last time I saw them at the Hollywood Bowl, I took this album with me. And uh, I had heard they, they come off stage and they get right in the car and they go. They leave immediately. Was it this tour or? Uh, it was a, a recent tour. Oh, okay. You know, wasn't the last tour, but maybe the one before that. So the last song is playing. So I leave my seat from the Hollywood Bowl, go behind the bowl, and I see them come out. I see them, they get right in cars and then the car. And then the car just drives down the hill from the Hollywood Bowl to the street. Like everyone leaving the show is walking right next to Rush, <laughs> but they don't know it. But I do because I saw, so I'm just, I'm like walking at the same pace as the car, just the whole way down, just, you know, holding the album in a pan. I'm just <laughs> walking and they, I know they see me because I'm just, you know, I would get a little bit ahead of them because they would have to stop because other cars were going down the hill, but nothing. Hey, mister, can you spare a signature? <laughs> can you roll it down and call me over? And then these people will crowd around and shake your car. But it was so funny. I'm like, no one knows that Rush is right there in this car. They were all packed in a Volkswagen with smoked windows? Just a, it was just a, the windows weren't even really smoked. That was the thing because I could see them. So <laughs> it was weird. All right, that's my story. Um, I guess it's your turn again because... Hmm played my subdivisions and played your losing it, losing it. This was the year I discovered Kate Bush. What year would that be? 1982. Oh, okay, cool. Because that's, it has to be from 82, Rob. Right. All right. 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 Science! Um, <laughs> now, we've done that. We're mm -hmm. over it. Um, so, the album was The Dreaming. Kate uh, Bush is only 60 years old. Sorry to interrupt you, but I thought she was much older than that for some reason. Well, she started when she was very, very young. Do you know her story? I don't. Were you going to tell it? She played piano, wrote her songs, and she was <clears throat> discovered by uh, David Gilmore, who brought her into the studio. They laid down tracks, and then he shopped it around and got her a record deal. Wow. And they it's like took, a star is born. That well, is, yeah, that does sound like it. And they developed her for two and a half years before they uh, released the first album. Wow. So she was like, I don't know, 14, 15 years old when he saw her. And then mm, she was like 16 or 17. Hashtag me too. Eh, you know. Um, and she was like 16 or 17 when they released the album. Okay. Their first album. Um, this was her, I think it was her third album. Um, it did not do well commercially. Fourth, fourth album. Fourth album. Um, I, I like the song, There Goes a Tenor. Okay, remember. Okay, remember. That we have just allowed half an hour to get into it and get out the sense of adventure.
like for uh, the Fiona Apple reminds me a lot of the same type of an artist as Kate Bush is. It's like, this is what I do. Take it or leave it. This is what I do. If you like it, great. If you don't. Yeah. I mean, she, she established herself on her own terms. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She'd never really compromised. Yeah. Um, True. She does the music that she wants to do. She dances. Part of her whole stage act is she modern dance. So a lot of this stuff is kind of tweaked to facilitate her dancing with people on stage. And And then get back to the mic and sing. Yeah. So um, this particular song is about a uh, bank robbery and they blow up the safe. And instead of blowing the doors off, they blow up the safe. And do they do that on stage? I've never seen her live. All right. Um, But at the end of the song, she's buried in rubble and they see pound notes floating in the air. And she goes, oh, look, there goes a tenor. Oh, wow. That's, that's a long that's, way to get yeah. there. Because I, I kept wondering, what's, what's this song about? Now we know. Now you know. How do you like that album cover, Kyle? Is she going to bite that guy? Uh, maybe. She looks like she has like candy or something in her mouth. And what's uh, the album called? That's a ring. What's like the album ring? called? The Dreaming? I don't understand anything that's going on oh. in that. Oh, it's a ring. I thought it was because he's chained up, so I thought maybe, oh, is she like... All right. Is it like a key? I can tell you the story. Oh, okay. Oh, unless you um, That is Houdini. Okay. And she's playing the part of Houdini's wife. Okay. And she allegedly would pass keys mm-hmm. to him in their final kiss. Ah, uh, okay. And the song that she writes is about the last time he goes down and he mm-hmm. doesn't come back up. Ah, uh, okay. So that's the... But the album's called The Dreaming. The Dreaming. So how does that relate to that cover? cover. is the, the song. All right. I don't know. You should right. ask her. Well, look, uh, I'm not, I'm not going to tell you this, this. This is how my dad would discipline us when we were kids. One time, Casey and I were punching each other in the stomach, and my dad goes, Christ, don't do that. That's how Houdini died. And that was it. <laughs> and did you keep doing it? <laughs> no, we stopped. Until the next time. I saw that movie with Paul Michael Glazier was Houdini. Oh, that was a made-for-TV movie. Yeah. Yeah, Sally Struthers with his wife. There's also like a two-part mm. one with Adrian Brody, but I've never seen that. Yeah, I haven't yeah. seen it either. Jeez, yeah, the little girl played, uh, she played him, Beanie's wife. Christ. She punched him in the stomach. Jesus. <laughs> Christ, the little girl, don't let him punch you. But right. the reason I picked up the album, I mm-hmm. didn't know anything about her. Smoking hot on that album cover. <laughs> and she had the key to your heart in her mouth. That was a wedding ring. I is that, is that is that why is that why he died? She gave him the wrong thing. Yeah. Like, what am I supposed to do, do with this? this? You're on your own. <laughs> he choked. I'm divorcing you, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm getting all your money. He uh, reaches into his mouth. He pulls out what he thinks is going to be a key, and it's the wedding ring. Now, the next song I'm going to play. Greatest trick of all. The next song I'm going to play. I'm not even going to tell you the story of this song. Okay. <laughs> What's the song called, Kyle? She's tight. <laughs> There's, wait, don't play it yet. I do have a story. Um, this was uh, this was a world premiere on MTV. They 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 played "If You Want My Love, You Got It," and then at the at the next hour they played the video for "She's Tight," and we went down to my friend uh, Rob White's house because I didn't have MTV at the time this came out. So we went to his house and sat there for like ninety minutes just for me to see these two new cheap trick videos. So. Uh, this uh, this song, she's tight. It's about uh, someone who's yeah, pinching the pennies. 
Mm-hmm. She, uh, she's, uh, you know, she's trying to save her money. Okay. I think. I love that song. It's a great video. I too. just love it. It is a great video. Those lips. Yep. It's so good. What do you think of that album cover, Kyle? Um, the, oh, with the mirrors? Yeah. Oh, that's good. I like that. Except for the new bass player gets a get to the shaft. <laughs> yeah. His whole face is covered just, up. Just hide him. Just yeah, hide maybe him. people won't notice. Yeah, maybe people would think that's Tom Peterson still. Just show his brown hair. Yeah, and his eyes and be done with it. They hadn't really made it the entire way through the uh, orientation. Right, yeah. exactly, exactly. Uh, sometimes we uh, digress on the show, Rob. You know, you've listened to the show. Really? Sometimes uh, we, we talk about something different. I just want to say this. Kyle, last week you asked me if I wanted to see what movie at the theater. Because they're going to they're show it this week for one night only. Uh, Infinity War. Infinity War. Which it, we just saw in April. Yes, and we saw it twice in April. Mm-hmm. And we both own it on Blu-ray. Blu-ray Steelbook, all yeah. the whole nine yards. So you asked me if I want to go see it, and what do I tell you? You went, nah, I don't need to see that in the theater again. Right. So then yesterday on the plane ride home, I watch it on the plane. <laughs> and so what did I tell you today? Hey, uh, did you get tickets for that thing? Because I, I kind of want to go now. <laughs> <laughs> Such a great movie. I don't know if you're into those superhero movies, Rob. I, I like them. But like uh, them. man, do I love that Infinity War. Mm-hmm. Love it. Yeah. I heard lines on the plane that I didn't hear either time in the theater. Mm-hmm. So, because there's one part where Groot has to pee when it's just Groot and uh, Rocket Raccoon and Thor. And then Rocket Raccoon goes, I just pee in a cup. It'll be fine. Oh, and then he says, I am Groot. And Thor goes, well, you could, we could pour that out into the atmosphere and you could pee in another cup. <laughs> I'm paraphrasing, but that's what the joke was. Mm-hmm. And I missed that both times. Missed it. What were you doing? That's why you have to watch this movie six times. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> you weren't paying so, attention. No, that's true. Because I was in awe of something else, of uh, Chris Hemsworth's eyes. Mm-hmm. should watch it once and then the second time you just listen to it. Yeah, good idea. What's your next tune? Let's listen to something. Um, Donald Fagan released a, uh, a solo album. The Nightfly. The Nightfly. These <laughs> songs just uh, didn't make it on my list. Mm-hmm. Are you a Steely Dan guy? I am. And at what age did you become a Steely Dan guy? 40? No, no, no. You, I liked them early on. I mean, they got radio. They got airplay. Sure. They had some, they had hits. And uh, so it's kind of like they were always there. Mm-hmm. Um, but the songs are very singable. Yeah. And I've, I could sing along with it on the radio. That's done. I'm good to go. Um, but it, there was always something, a reeling in the ears or peg or. Josie. Yeah. That's all that stuff. Uh, Michael McDonald. You know? <laughs> He's on all those albums. Yep. 
Um, we're 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 literally not able to name the big hits. We're we have Deacon Blues. There you go. Um, they're my old school. They they released when they released Asia. Mm -hmm. I thought it was the greatest hits album. Yeah, every song is that good. Yep, true. So Fagan goes and off and does his own thing, which um, doesn't veer too far away from Steely Dan. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if if he just had the material. Yeah. But I, when, 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 a, when a singer in a band does a solo album, I expect them to go out of their box a little bit. Otherwise, I'm just like, why didn't you just make a Steely Dan album? But and I find you got to ask yourself, what's a Steely Dan album? It's, it's two guys with a bunch of bunch studio, of studio musicians. musicians. Yeah. You know, and then his solo album is one guy. guy with a bunch of studio musicians. There you go. So it's a Steely Dan album. Yeah. And then he wrote all the, most of the, yeah. the melody yeah. for those things. So it ends up sounding like a Steely Dan album or the Steely Dan album sounds like him. I have no doubt that whatever song you're going to play from the Nightfly is going to sound fucking phenomenal in these headphones. It's always good. Um, I truly believe that they wrote their music, recorded their music to be listened to in headphones because you get separation. Mm -hmm. They place people in spaces. If you close your eyes, you can... You can hear where the sound is coming from around your head. Yeah. How often do you listen to music in headphones? Almost exclusively. Okay. Um, I ride the train. I always have earbuds oh, in. That's true, yeah. At home, I get home after my wife goes to bed. So I watch TV with headphones. Mm -hmm. I listen that's to music with headphones. Do you have some great headphones at home for all these things? Uh, no, I just a series of shitty headphones. <laughs> I, someday. Inve invest in one good pair. Some, someday I will. All right. But uh, what song we got? Um, IGY, which means stands for what? The International Geophysical Year. Done. Already. What do you think, Kyle? I mean, it sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're not gonna like it. You're not forty yet. Eleven more years. You're gonna love it. You have to embrace the lifestyle first. Side. Okay. Standing tough under stars and stripes, we can tell. Patriotic. What'd you say? Patriotic. Yes. To the chorus, Rob. Uh, it's too much. The uh, the song was written about yeah, Donald Fagan read. Uh, I think it was a, a Time Magazine article of the International Geophysical Year was a year that they celebrated geophysics internationally. Mm -hmm. um, makes it makes sense. Yeah, that's a good name for it. Like the year of the monkey is when they celebrate the monkey. They sh shocking. They shock it. Uh huh. Also came out this year. That's um, true. I almost picked some songs off And it that. was a, they were celebrating uh, advancements in science mm -hmm. and everything. 
And uh, at the time, if you read any of the old science fiction, you know, everybody was going to be wearing jumpsuits and <laughs> that was the spandex jackets for everyone. Flying cars. Um, Hopefully. On that train of graphite yeah. and glitter, you know, everything's shiny and smooth mm -hmm. and aerodynamic. Yep. And that was the future that they were predicting for all of us. And we got the smart car. <laughs> what do you think of that album cover, Kyle? That's a good album cover. I didn't see it yet. Hold on. But the... Uh the International Geophysical Year, I'll tell you how long it lasted. From July 1st, 1957 to December 31st, 1958. Okay, terrific. It's a little longer than a year. Yep, yep. That's it you know, what they do with science. <laughs> That's what's like. Oh, that is a pretty good album. Because he's a DJ, He's and his name is The Nightfly. Mm -hmm. So yeah. that's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Retro. It's like old-fashioned, old-timey. Mm-hmm. This looks like a Nick Cave album cover. Nick Cage has albums? Nip, Nick Cave. Oh, I thought you said Nicolas Cage. Yeah. One of the finest actors I of mean, all time. Dressed as Superman. Would, yeah. you be, would you be surprised if Nick, Nick Cage had like a bunch of albums? I would. That he recorded and just yeah. hadn't released? No, and I would buy them. <laughs> uh, Is there an album you won't buy? I have not seen your, your album collection yeah, yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I imagine it would probably fill this room. I have a lot of, I have a ton of CDs. I have over, easily over a thousand, eleven hundred CDs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And how many, I, how many do you have in your garage that belong to other people? <laughs> I have a lot of CDs in my garage that belong to other people right now. I have yeah. Mike Siegel's CDs. I have uh, Dara McGarry's CDs. You're almost like a, like a rotating museum of like, come see so-and-so CD collection. <laughs> right. <laughs> and how much do you charge for admission? Just a buck. No, it's pretty cheap. I got one of those floating around the back seat. Oh, look, there goes a tenor. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the next song I'm going to play, uh, I feel, is one of the greatest soundtracks of all time. When, when, when we were growing up, Rob, when movies came out, they would have an original motion picture soundtrack where artists would contribute. This is a song that either was written specifically for the movie or they had it and it wasn't on any of their albums. You could only get it on this soundtrack. And for me, I love this is my favorite soundtrack of all time, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Mm, great soundtrack. And this song, this is one of this guy's biggest hits. And it's on his greatest hits album, but until that came out, this was the only place you could get it. This is Jackson Brown, Somebody's Baby. Love it. I love it. Do you like Jackson Brown? You know, he's one of those guys that kind of snuck past me for a long mm -hmm. time. Um, I've rediscovered him or maybe discovered him for the first time. Mm -hmm. um, I like his stuff and it's just one of those, there's a, there's a handful of artists that I've come to like later in life. Yeah, me too. That were popular when, when we were kids, but you know. For whatever reason. You get, you get sidetracked. There's, there's a lot of music out there. Yeah. There's like so much music. It's incredible. What would be an artist that I wouldn't think that you would like, but you love them? Oh, God. Uh, 
You have to let me think on that one. Okay. I come up with a shocker. We'll come back to it. What if he was like mega death? I like ABBA. ABBA. All right. All right. There you go. Definitely not me. That's a good, that's a good answer. What's your next tune? Uh, Madness. Now I did not hear this song when we were in high school, but it fits the criteria. Okay. Damn it. I'm going to use it. All right. There was a well, on Kyle, M- mark down time code. I got to cut this out. On MTV, there was a show called The Young Ones. Yes. And this yep. was a song featured in that show. When I watched it, I'm like, wow, this is incredible. See, I never watched The Young Ones. It wasn't my sense of humor at the time. Oh, Maybe I would love it now. It's like, it was so, it was like Monty Python meets punk. Yeah, I'm just, I was never that big of is a Monty the, Python fan. Is this the one where there's like a, there was a, another roommate that's like just in the back of every yes. like couple scenes yeah. that people just suddenly started discovering? It's very British. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, I find it funny and. It, I'm sure it is they, funny. They feature uh, artists every now and then and uh, Madness was one that they featured and I just, I fell in love with the song. The song is, uh. Welcome to the House of Fun. It's about a, a young boy going into a an apothecary and he wants to buy some condoms. And this is this is ska music? It has ska aspects. Ele- ska elements. Let's go. condoms was that much fun i know I, I never buy them i'm gonna try tonight for my first time see what happens okay you have to buy something else with it <laughs> just but, something that you may put a hot water but bottle it, but that makes it look weirder condoms, like, like just condoms and eggplants some duct tape uh <laughs> and <a> shovel <laughs> and maylocks <laughs> um and bleach lots right. of bleach now for my next song i want you to uh I want you to look up the video and then I want you to talk about it after we play the song. Okay. All right. Do you see what the song is? Uh, I gotta get back. This guy is one of the top reality shows on TV right now. What's his name, Kyle? Oh, this is Eddie Money. And what's his show called? Real Money. And how real is that it's show? It's about 100% fake. <laughs> it's, you call it counterfeit money. Oh, it is. It is. And yet I would love to work on it. Yeah. I would love to work. I would love to story produce on that thing. And if anybody out there in a position of power is listening. Oh, I already, I already sent um, a follow-up email today. I'm not even joking. Okay. I'm not even joking. Because as phony as it is. I'm sure it's fun st- to work on. Yes, I'm sure it's fun to work on too. And I can't stop watching it. Even though every single scenario. We is, watched one and you were like, I have another one on here. Do you want to watch it? I was like, oh, yes, absolutely. Yeah, see, it's that kind of a stupid thing. 
Lori, the kids just wrecked a car. God, God damn it, Lori. My favorite was when that he had jury duty and then he went and then he just came back and went, they didn't pick me. And that was literally that was the end of the storyline. I'm like, wait a minute. That was supposed to go somewhere, right? And, and at what point does he yell, Sharon? <laughs> exactly, exactly. All right, this song is from uh, probably his biggest, uh, yeah, this is his biggest album, No Control from 1982. This is I think I'm in love. Don't watch the video yet. I won't. Let's get to the chorus. I guess I should have just had you play the song from the video. Yeah, well, that would have made sense. Oh, do it, do it, play it again. And then I want you to comment on what's going on in this video. <laughs> All right, well, it looks to be black and white from the thumbnail. All right. This is going to be delicious. This might be fun. If it's not, it's on your head. Okay, it's like a castle. Okay. He's someone showing up at the door. Okay. Waiting for the door to open. Oh, here it comes. <laughs> He's a vampire? <laughs> How bad is his lip-syncing abilities? <laughs> but <laughs> You can stop it. You can pause it and talk. Okay, okay, hold on. Just pause so, it. <laughs> I'll just mute it so it, keeps, so it keeps playing. But, okay. So, he the song starts and then he, like, opens his eyes like, oh, I should be singing, and then just starts lip-syncing in the middle of the lyric. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, why would you use that take? I don't have no idea. And it looks like one of his teeth is almost falling out. Now they're, <laughs> now they're just like in a school like auditorium. Yeah, because they, they go away from the, the storyline. Then they'll come back. Yeah, this looks like, <laughs> this looks like the set, like the screen test for uh, Back to the Future, like who, in the school. Who pitches this? Like who says? And that part's in color. Yes, and but the vampire stuff is in black and white, and yeah. Eddie Money is. The Prince of Darkness. Yeah. But who pitches he that? Less, look less into like, Here's him coming out of a column. I think I'm in love. The song is not about any vampire. It things. might be better if they didn't do this weird cutaway thing. You mean to the to where they're yeah. singing live? Hey, we didn't actually get enough shots, so we need you guys to come in and we'll just... Well, when it's something like this, this is what... I, when there's always performance... She's hanging up garlic. Yeah. No, no, no. She's not. She's taking it down. Oh, taking it down. Because she right. wants fucked. Oh, that's right. She wants him to come. He's climbing up a million stairs. <laughs> Here's, fourth floor walk. Here's what I think. Whenever, whenever they cut away to performance footage, I always think that is shot in case they don't like mm -hmm. they don't like the uh, what do you call yeah. it the uh, whatever. I can't think. He of just the word. he just opened his cape like much like Batman, and it is terrible. It looks like <laughs> it looks like if you tried to do that but had a sling on your arm, like it, like it's one side's worst. way higher than the other. Well, he did he did have a, a stroke, so that might well, maybe the, the one the, side got the droopy lip. Yeah, he got mm -hmm. the droopy lip. All right, cool. Yeah, you never thought that that would exist. No, right? oh, he comes walking in holding his <laughs> yes. like the he's, least intimidating shadow I've ever seen. Terrible actor. <laughs> And, and now he has his own show. It yeah. was a process for him, and yep. now he's gotten good yep. enough where they've that, that let he's him got do season more. two coming out. He's also wearing two ties. He has like a white <laughs> bow tie and then like a weird bolo tie on, so also. Stupid. 
And Eddie, there's some woman watching them fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Which is very that's strange. for the house mother. And she immediately, oh, that's the twist. She's also a vampire and she bites him. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know how she could touch that guy. It's, but, uh, it doesn't work on any level. <laughs> and he looks like it's a mistake. <laughs> He's like yelling. <laughs> Damn it. She bit me. She bit me. Damn it. I was supposed to bite her. And then slow fade. Oh, and the lighting in this uh, auditorium looks like, uh, looks like they're on the Death Star. Yeah, it's awful. It's terrible. The worst. I and think what happened go. in the video is that they did the performance and then somebody said, no, no, no. You got to have a story. Everybody's doing yeah, a story. Yeah, like Eddie's a vampire. You like get vampires, Eddie? Yeah, I do. I, yeah, we yeah, can't sure. get the whole band in, though. When I lived in the Bronx, we would go to the picture show, and I would see like a double feature, Prince of Darkness, and something else. You Sometimes see, it'd be werewolf. I like when the vampires change it during the moonlight. That's a werewolf, Eddie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I like that. I like that. <laughs> and can he swim? That's a creature from the Black Lagoon, Eddie. Yeah, yeah. with the bolts, bolts in his in my neck. neck. It would be perfect. <laughs> I would it, love it. I like that Eddie Money doesn't know monsters. He doesn't know anything about it. <laughs> yeah, and then, it, then the big ants came. Yeah. Nope, nope. That's then I them. knocked down a building and shoot fire out my mouth. Now that's Godzilla, Eddie. All right, but so I'll, yeah, all of those, all of those in one. That's me. That's my character. <laughs> so when do I have to come in so they can wrap me up? <laughs> <laughs> that probably takes a while, right? All right I don't right. like spinning, so you got to wrap it around me. You can't spin me. <laughs> don't spin me. I've already had a stroke. I got vertigo, which is also a good movie with monsters, right? What's your next song, Rob? The guy with the hunch on his back comes wandering in. And, and he, he gets the high and girl. He can't, he can't go up in the high places. You can't, can't hear anything with the damn bells. <laughs> yeah, but what's cool is then I'll be in the rafters playing a keyboard and I'll have half a mask on. <laughs> I don't like a full mask because I get where, scared. I can't see. Where is the other half of my damn mask? <laughs> Just put half on to cover my droopy lip. <laughs> Again, love to work on the show. <laughs> I would. In any capacity. Please don't listen to this episode. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. You know, I love any money. I have all oh, the albums. Yep. I've seen them in concert mm -hmm. many, many times. I have multiple autographs. Mm -hmm. It's not even a joke. Yeah. I can joke about them and still love them. <coughs> but he's not so happy about it. No, nah, like I these damn kids here. Lori. I pay all these kids to stay in my house and I hate it. Move out. <laughs> Sharon! <laughs> all right. Missing person. Mm -hmm. Where are they? Very serious subject. <laughs> They're on every milk carton. <laughs> so they came out with this album. Video hits MTV. We got Warren Cucurula. We got That's Terry Bozio. We got Dale, Dale Bozio. And I forget who the bass player is. Oh, uh, Michael. No. I'm going to make up a name. Michael Steminati on bass. No, no. He, the bass player went on to. Was uh, he someone? He did uh, albums for Wyndham Hill. For who? Wyndham, oh, Wyndham Hill. Hill. And uh, I have three of them, and his name is escaping me right now. Um, Kyle's looking it up. Uh, is it... Hold on. Did I got to go to personnel. Michael. Uh, would it... What would you say his first name was? Michael? Michael. All right. I don't see him, Michael. <laughs> All yeah. right. So, bass player, there's Wes way by... Oh, no, that's Suter. <laughs> Patrick O'Hearn. Patrick O'Hearn. Patrick. Oh, I've heard that name. I think he used to do albums for Wyndham Hill. 
Yeah, you but listen to a lot of Wyndham Hill, do you? I would love to get um, Dale Bozio on here. She's uh, She doesn't have a phone, is what I'm told. Uh, yeah, she's an angry, angry woman. She, she'd probably be nuts, but probably a good guest, I'd right? be bad, too, if I didn't have a phone. <laughs> she'd probably be a good <laughs> guest, think though, she right? just lost it, and she's... We'd be kissing her ass, so she'd be a good friend. Her number friend? is five. Call be, the operator. I just said she'd be a good friend. Yeah, <laughs> maybe friend. promise to buy her a burner phone. Yeah, she might come on. Um, but she uh, played that video. She had the bra was fish bowls. Yeah, and mm-hmm. she's the original Lady Gaga. Oh, she was hot. Yeah, that's why I like watch the video, and then the song kind of sunk into my head. Which hit are you gonna play? Um, the hit was words. But, but also Destination Unknown, Destination Walk, Unknown is, Walking in L.A. is good. Destination Unknown is my favorite song off that album. But we're going to play words. Whatever you want. You have Destination Unknown. So I have both of them. Play okay, both. play a little bit of both. No rules. It's like Outback Steakhouse. You know that. You're in the restaurant business. No rules. But they aren't. <laughs> <laughs> I jumped ahead already by mistake. And this is words? Yeah. This is a great tune, though. She squeals like somebody gooses her. I know. Her husband on drums. Well, she's wearing that goose thong. Go with that fishbowl. Bruh. <laughs> that was the goose. Great guitar on this. Yes. Sounds a lot like Walking Out of L.A. Yeah. It's the same band. It's the same I band. Know. <laughs> so Warren Cougarula on guitar, then he went and played with Duran Duran for years and years and years. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. And then when they got back together with the original lineup, he, they kicked him out to bring Andy Taylor back. But then when Andy Taylor left, I didn't understand why they didn't bring Warren back. I, I just, I don't understand they how. spell his name. Yeah, they just called he him He didn't have Warren. a phone. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think maybe maybe he had stolen her phone. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna call an audible and Kyle. The next song I'm gonna play it's from the one of the biggest comedic geniuses of our time. Oh, but it's so got a, I've got a I've got an intro before oh, we I play see. this. Uh, so when we were growing up, this guy was like the biggest <clears throat> thing on TV right around this time. Gigantic. He ruled Saturday Night, and he just started to get into movies. And his name is Eddie Murphy, and he had a big comedy album. 
And, uh, and he was also one of these guys that was like, I'm, I'm going to put a comedy song at the end of my stand-up album. So let's hear the song. Hey, you. <laughs> it's a single stinkaroo. Putting no boogie in nobody's butt. That's nasty, man. What you talking about? Putting boogies in people's butt. You out your mind or something? You go to jail for doing something like that. Well, step aside, my friend. I've been doing it for years. I say, sit on down, open your eyes, and open up your ears. Say, put a tree in your butt. Put a, a bubble bee in your butt. Put a clock in your butt. Put a big rock in your butt. Say, put some fleas in your butt. Say, stop to sneeze in your butt. Say, put a that has never been funny. No, but I, I will tell you. <laughs> no, if you if you put that if you had any money as a vampire for the video of that it would make just as much, much sense, sense as yeah. that other. That doesn't make. For, for, that's like something a fucking first grader comes up with. <laughs> put Eddie money in, in your butt. butt. Yeah. Put Eddie Murphy in your butt. Put every Eddie in your butt. Put Eddie Van Halen in your butt. How? That's terrible. Yeah. It's almost as bad as his like 2000s movie career. Yeah. It's horrendous. What in what made him think that this was this isn't King Tut. This is no. This is terrible. Possibly drug fueled. Oh, I ain't putting nothing in nobody but that nasty. What and what is that what is that voice that he's doing? That's not how he talks. He's like doing a character there. That's like how he talks when he goes into that bar in 48 hours. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, okay. I, 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 I can't go to Rob until I play a different song. <laughs> um, this song is from the biggest selling EP in Columbia Records history. The band was called Scandal. Mm. The song that everyone loves is Goodbye to You. But I like this song better. This was their second single and their second video. And this is Love's Got a Line on You. That's I just saw Patty Smythe a couple weeks ago. Smythe with a Y? Smythe with a Y. Mm. Patty with an, an I and Smythe with a Y, the opposite of Patty Smith. Mm. <clears throat> I know that's not your thing. That song isn't your thing at all. It's a, it's a little too poppy for me. A little too poppy. No, it's no so boogie sound, in your butt. No. <laughs> it sounded almost uh, like, a, like the beginning to a commercial. Yeah, 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 probably. What is your favorite band, Rob? Yeah, Rob, what's you your favorite one? artist of all time? Let me guess. Elvis Costello? No. That's it. I'm out. <laughs> really? It's the depth of... Is it, a, is it an artist or is it a band? The Beatles? Beatles <laughs> is always such an it's, easy... It's a given. Um, the, I would say Rush is probably Ooh, nice. the one that 
it stayed with me through the years. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. And you know, I've I've gone in and out of other musical trends, um, and I have favorite musicians, mm-hmm. um, favorite songwriters. But if I had to pick one band, well, I feel like Rush has always played at the top of their game, no matter what decade or year or whatever they were doing. I I, I think they were always great. They um, they would record things in the studio. And then they had to work really hard to be able to play it live. And they've always been able to play live. The thing, I don't go to a lot of live shows mm-hmm. because I don't think that musicians can reproduce yeah. on stage what, what they do on an album. But Rush has always been able to do that. And the thing that I say about Rush is when I go see some of these bands, they play a little bit slower than they used to or they, whatever, different key. What, Rush seemed to always play 100% full out. Sometimes they played faster. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, great stuff, Rush. Yeah. You think they'll ever perform again? I think you'll see them pop up every now and then, Mm -hmm. but uh, no no tours. Neil Peart, the drummer, has got uh, very severe tendonitis, so unless they somehow manage to treat that, He's, he's not going to drum what, on a tour again. What if he gave the nod to another drummer? Would you think uh, Alec and Alex and Lee no. Getty would do it? No. First off, there's there's nobody like him. Right. Um, they would, whoever tried to take his place would be ridiculed. And, uh, but they, they just said that recently, I read an interview where they said, yeah, we're, we're just done. All right. I mean, they've been doing it for I can 40 see them years. Popping up like at a festival. Doing, you know, like one night here or there. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, something or, you know, a, a notable benefit or yeah. Date or something. I feel like they would have to rehearse for like a month before just doing that though. It's the way they work. So yeah. That's a drop in we do sometimes. It's a it's a distant distant car horn drop. That's Eddie saying hi. It's a, Thanks. It's a lonely, lonely horn. All right. Horn so what's your next song? Um talk about guitar heroes, uh Adrian Ballou is one of my favorite guitarists, um, solo artist. He also played with a lot of other bands. He was with uh, the Talking Heads. He did work with them. Bowie. He was uh, the musical director for Bowie's Glass Spider Tour. With Frampton. He did that. Um, He also played with King Crimson. That's right. And this album is beat... And uh, just to give you a taste of what he can do on guitar, this is called Elephant Talk. All right. Oh, wait, hold on. I have the lone <laughs> rhinoceros. There's another one in there. Elephant Talk. Let me do this. E-L-E-P-H. Yeah, I know, I know. Talk. Oh, here we go. King Crimson. That's Tony Levin on the stick. This is prog rock. Oh, it's prog rock. Prog rock bullshit. What we call it here. Lovingly. Answer! 
skip to the end, you can you can hear the elephant. With his guitar, and he did it with the guitar, <laughs> and he does a rhino song, a rhino sound on uh, Lone Rhinoceros. <laughs> and he does stuff nobody else can reproduce. A, what he does. This is a children's album, right? We got Elephant Talk. We have the Rhinoceros Dance. It's all very animal oriented, and then in the other albums, he he does other animals. He goes through a a whole zoo catalog of uh, animals. Catalog of animals is what you call it, Rob. Have you been to the Los Angeles catalog of animals? <laughs> it's a great place. It's very thick. It's, it's very good. Not a lot of words, pictures. Let's move up the song by the band that my wife says they're not very good, are they? Uh, that doesn't narrow it down. How dare you? <laughs> you know exactly who I'm talking about. Uh, this is from 1982. The album's called Mechanics. Okay, yeah. Band is UFO. Hold on a second. I was going to say something. This is a song that you would probably hear the all-night animal Steve Kelsey play. Rock and peace, Steve Kelsey. Rock and peace. This, I love this song. I know I've played it on here before, but I love it so much. I love 80s UFO. Uh, Michael Shanker's not in the band then, but I think they're great. This is called We Belong to the Night. that I never understood why they weren't bigger in America because I just think that sounds great. Kyle, what do you think of that? That was great. What do you think of that album cover? Great. It is great, isn't Love it? Love it. So good. <laughs> it's, uh, explain the album cover, Kyle. It's like a, it's like a, like an airbrushed photo, I guess. It almost looks like it's cut out of paper, but it's a, it's a glove. The glove looks strange, but it's a glove um, holding a guitar neck, but the, the head of the guitar is a wrench. Is a wrench. And then mechanics, mechanics with an X. Yeah. Great. I just like the whole thing. And UFO has one of the best logos. Mm-hmm. Just love it. All right. Cool. Rob, go ahead. Billy Joel mm-hmm. released a live album, Songs in the Attic. Yeah. Um, all of the stuff that he had released on his ill-fated first album. That he had hoped would be hits. They were eventually mm-hmm. because he released them this year and um, a couple of them charted. Um, this is one of the albums when my wife and I will take a car trip 
I always have this album because I, Billy Joel sings in my key. I can, I can get into each and every song. I don't have to strain for it. Every, every note is right there. So I play this album. Constantly. And he's from New York and that's where you live. No, he's not, he's not well loved in New York. Hey, I heard he's an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> right now his neighbors are trying to keep him from uh, expanding his house out in Long Island. <laughs> I just, I saw him for the first time um, at Madison Square Garden. He is the... Currently. Currently at the artist residence. And... Uh, that was the first time you ever saw him. Yeah. I just, I don't go to a lot of concerts. But he's still great because I just saw him when he came out here a year and a half ago. He was awesome. He was awesome. And... Uh, he played the hits, but he also like threw out a couple of songs like, would you rather hear this song or this song? And then people would applaud. And then whichever one got more applause, he'd play, he would play. So it was a great show. It wasn't a terribly long show, but uh, you know, you know, all the songs. Yeah. He can just cherry pick great stuff. And then you drive home and go, oh, he didn't play these 10. Yeah. But I mean, it would have been the length of the Springsteen Right. Concert. Exactly. He probably got on the subway and said that. He didn't drive home. No, he, he didn't drive. You know what he does? He leaves Madison Square Garden in the limo and goes to the helicopter. The helicopter flies him to his house. And he jumps out. In Long Island. <laughs> wow. Lands on his lawn. Wow. And he gets out and goes home. And sleeps in his own bed. <laughs> He's trying to expand because he wants another helicopter bed. <laughs> and watch the documentary Hired Guns and you'll find out that Billy Joel's a really great guy. Mm. Just ask Liberty. <laughs> I know. Uh, Liberty's such a good drummer. All right, let's. What song do you got? This is a great album. Um, I've loved these days. It's, it's one of those songs song. that I didn't understand it when it first came out, and now that I'm fifty plus years old, what it kind of rings home. We graduated the same year. How how are you in your fifties, and yet I'm not? I don't understand. No, no, no. Cryogenics. Hmm. Now we take our time So nonchalant And spend our nights So bon vivant We dress our days In silken robes The money comes The money goes We know it's all A passing fate Light our lamps for atmosphere and hang our hopes on the It's going to kick in here in a minute. Liberty. We're sleeping long and far too late. And so it's time to change our way. That's a great song. Yep. And it, it says more to me now than it did when mm -hmm. I was a kid, but it was it's a great song to sing along with, and mm -hmm. I just love it. Um, I'm going to take a cue from Rob, and I'm my next song, Kyle, I want you to find the song. It's by another guy who's an asshole that has a great drummer. Uh, okay, I think I know. You think you know? 
I'll be able to figure it out. It's from the album American Fool. It's uh, not where it was. Here we go. Oh, because we had <laughs> skipped over it earlier. That's why. All right. So this is uh, John Cougar. It wasn't little Johnny Cougar. It wasn't Johnny Cougar. This was John Cougar. No Mellencamp yet. This is from, uh, this is a gigantic album in 1982, American Fool. Oh, yeah. And uh, he was very, very angry when he didn't win album of the year. That went to Toto. Very mad at Toto. Because <laughs> he's an asshole. So mad he bought a Scotty dog and killed it. <laughs> this is Hurt So Good. Friend of the show on drums, Kenny Aronoff. I only like John uh, Cougar Mellencamp's music when Kenny Aronoff's behind the drum kit. Once Kenny, he got rid of Kenny, the music's not the same. When did he leave? Um, late in the game. I can tell you exactly when. Hold on a second. Let me check my iTunes library. Because I, I'm unable to Google anything. Um, really? You're not on the uh, Wi-Fi? No, I... If, oh, if you're this funny. closes down, I'll, I'll never um, be able to get I think it Mr. Happy-Go-Lucky was the last album he played on, and that was 96. Hmm. So he hasn't been there for a long time. And it's just not the, the recent stuff. I don't know why he's making that for he's making grandpa music. Well, I'm sitting on the porch. And he's painting. He's painting now. He is a good, he is a good painter. Hmm. He is. I mean, I can't paint, so I assume he's great because I can't do it. And the reason I know he's a painter, because mm -hmm. I saw him on the show. Oh, he'll tell you the next artist I'm going to play. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, Sammy Hagar travels across the country, talks to people, and uh, who's older than you think. Sammy. Yeah. He's in his 70s. I know. Friend of the show. He was on the show. He oh, was yeah. on this show. I haven't heard that episode yet. Yeah, it's fun. I'm working the middle towards both ends. He was, the, he was so nice, wasn't he, Kyle? Mm -hmm. He was yeah. really cool. Seems like a nice guy, but I mean, he's got a long and storied career. Yeah, from you Montrose. Know, he was, when he when he put out this album, Three Lock Box, in 82, he would have been in his mid-20s? Yeah, I think so. So, and now he's what, just 70-something? I think he maybe turned 70, either 70 or 71. His birthday's in October. Sure, he has a birthday bash. He has a birthday bash every year. Everybody's drinking the tequila. Moss tequila. He was born in 47, so yeah, he just turned 70. Or he turned 70 last October. So he's going to be 71. Damn. Um, I had a song from Three Lock Box, too. I wonder if we have the same song. I like Three Lock Box. This is great. Well, that's a great. Now, I, did I ask him that question, what that means? Or he can't remember. Okay, let's hear it. Suckers walk, money talks, but it can't touch my Three Lock Box. <laughs> I 
What do you think of that album cover, Kyle? I mean, it's all right. It's it's exactly what you would expect. Yeah. What do you think of the? Uh, I didn't ask you about the John Cougar album cover. It's okay. It's just it's him. It's him, looking looking down at his no Grammy. <laughs> uh, the so three lock box is it has to do with the deep deep sea diving, and when you look for buried treasure, the ultimate treasure would be a sunken treasure with three locks on it. Because right. that means the most valuable stuff that the queen had on the ship. Everybody had a key. And you would need different, yeah, three different guys with keys to open it, and there was no way you could seal it. Box doesn't mean pussy. <laughs> I actually thought what three-lock box was. was, it, was it might be a metaphor. I thought three-lock box was a guitar case, because doesn't a guitar case have three, mm-hmm. three things on it? He mm-hmm. says, so a three-lock box to me is within yourself. You unlock the treasure of your physical, your mental, and your spiritual potential. Those three... In balance, you are a real human being and almost godly. Now, that's that's after he's had how many shots of tequila? Does yeah. he say that? So deep. Uh, I've told this story a million times, Rob, but I'm going to tell it again because when people do cool stuff or good stuff, I like to I like to tell that story again. So when he was on the show, it was at the San Francisco Sketch Fest, and uh, part of the deal is he gets, you know, it's it's chump change to him, but it's, he gets a $500 appearance fee. So the, the representative from the sketch fest, after we record the show, we're backstage in the, in the green room and the person comes up and says, oh, here, Sammy, this is for you. And he takes it and he goes, I don't want this. He goes, sign that over to the San Francisco food bank. Nice. Mm-hmm. I mean, and know. like there weren't that many people backstage. Like he no. could have just. Yeah. Pocketed it. Yeah, whatever. But and but he was like he was like nah, I don't want that man. He's got that Van Halen money. He's got Van Halen money. He's got it's more. He sold that tequila company for eighty million dollars. Oh Jesus! I know. He, he doesn't need nothing. No, he doesn't that, need. That's anything. why he's traveling the country talking yeah. to people. Yeah, and again, he came. Him and his buddy Mike drove there from his house in San Marin. Yeah, and that's that was it. He didn't have an entourage or anything. And then a lot of people in the audience, I mean, the audience was there to see Sammy Hayer. They weren't see, were there to see me and Kyle. But uh, a lot of people out had his book and they had albums and CDs to get signed. They were just sitting in the audience, but I could see. And so when the show was over, we're, you know, we're waving from stage. And I turned to him and I go, I think a lot of people out here have stuff they want you to sign. Do you want, do you want to go straight to the green room or what do you want to do? He goes, I'll give the people some love. And he just said that to me. And then he walked, he just walked right out into them and, Sign stuff and was yeah. Sign stuff took pictures, took like pictures, all, that yeah, all that stuff. But it's kind of weird. I mean, he's in a weird spot because he's not he's not a huge star, right? Almost everybody, I think, almost everybody who's heard his music could point to him and say, "Oh, that's Sammy Hagar," right? But he's not somebody that people chase after. He's not Robert Plant. He's he's not a big time songwriter. Mm-hmm. He plays fairly good guitar, meat and potatoes, rock and roll. Yeah. And he's been doing it for a long time. So, you know, people from way back when remember him with Montrose or solo career and then with Van Halen. And then what was the other one? Chicken Feet or? Chicken Foot and Solo Again and, you know, whatever. You yeah, know, you know what I mean? So, the, you know, he's got a career that spans 40 years. Yeah. And he doesn't have to worry about walking into a crowd and getting mobbed. Yeah. That's the kind of career you That's want. kind of what. All right, my uh, I think I think everyone's on board with Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Oh, well, yeah. you just played. Oh no, I'm sorry, that no, was wrong. No, yeah, I'm and I'm not gonna play. I was gonna play. Your love is driving me crazy. I just like that nice Sammy Hagar pop song. Yeah, but uh, this is from 
Tom Petty. And I, I think this album kind of is underrated. This came after, it was Dan the Torpedoes and then Hard Promises. And then the next album was Long After Dark. And this is fantastic. Top I bet to, Jeff Tate gives this a 10 out of 10. Oh, it's a 10 out of 10. And I agree with him. This is a 10 out of 10. It's got 10 songs. Every song is great. And I just love the song called Change of Heart. song yeah i didn't listen much to tom petty back then mm-hmm. uh it was more when uh when he started doing stuff on mtv i mean I, I i knew the hits yeah but when he started to do the stuff on mtv that's when i really started to to listen to him yeah you know that song do you ever hear that song yeah change of heart mm-hmm. what's the big single off the album you got lucky yeah so that's that's another one. Hey, you guys, it's a futuristic video. That's the one that opens up. It's like a post-apocalyptic yes, sci-fi exactly. escape. That seems to be in a lot of videos, this post-apocalyptic yeah. thing. Well, you know, it's cheap to go out into the desert and mm-hmm. shoot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kiss, kiss Lick It Up has post-apocalyptic. Except there's all really? these hot girls. Uh, we did a thing where it's uh, only girls and then just us. And then just us. Because the only way we would mm-hmm. get laid in a post-apocalyptic we- world is if we were the only four... Uh, left on the planet to uh, uh, continue to uh, service these women. Mm-hmm. Let me the tell o- you something. And the other three Gene, are impotent. Let me tell you something. I'll tell you right now. If if we was post-apocalyptic and we had to have sex with women, I would have sex with them. I'd get all up in there and do it. You know, just so we could procreate and have, you know, sexual relations with them. <laughs> Do you like the Kevin Costner post-apocalyptic movie, The Postman? No, I call that movie El Postino. <laughs> Am I confused? <laughs> All right, what's your next song? That's, that's better than if you went and saw him. Oh, I could s- actually that. sing the Paul parts now. That that was worth the price of admission. Oh, well, thank I've, you. It's, one of, it's my favorite uh, <laughs> part of the show. It's the only reason that I like you, Pat. It's because of that thing. The rest of it sucks. sucks. That's good. Did you guys hang out a lot in high school? We did not. Let me tell you something. I remember when I came through, uh, are you talking about Bruce and Rob? (laughs) Sure. I've never met Rob before until tonight. Let me tell you something. He brought his axe, and I hope Mm -hmm. he lays down because I believe he can play better than Steve Van Zandt. His guitar's not on anymore. I told you that, right? We turn it down. He goes, how come I'm not plugged in? I go, it's a, it's a, it's a, you can't, you're on wife. You're on Bluetooth. Your guitar's on Bluetooth. That's what I told him. Uh, no, Rob and I, 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 we knew each other in high school. Yeah. But we just ran just, in different crowds. Yeah. We just connected. I can tell you, I can tell you that Rob is the reason I like the who. Who? Because you sang You Better You Bet. Oh, yeah. On stage. Yeah. At one of the uh, assemblies. The talent shows. The talent show. 
I had never, that's the first time I heard You Better You Bet. It was not Roger Daltrey's version, which I think he's copying your version. Mm. And then I was like, that's a great song. And I remember asking after the, I asked you or Bump, I said, what's that song? And they go, it's The Who, it's You Better You Bet. I go, I've never heard it. It just came out not long ago. And then I bought that album and then I, that was my introduction to The Who. I mean, I knew Who songs, obviously, but. Yeah, the big hits. Yeah, Squeezebox. Mm. <laughs> Uh, all right, go ahead, Rob. What do you got? Um, Bill Wyman from the Rolling Stones mm -hmm. released a solo album, uh, maybe the only solo album. Very popular. Um, yeah, <laughs> sold upwards of 100 copies. Wow. Um, this song actually popped up on my Discover playlist from Spotify about a year and a half ago. Wyman was able to get his music on Spotify? <laughs> First time, they dug. I guess they dug through a closet. They found a copy. By the way, Rock Solid on Spotify currently, correct? Yeah, it is. Yeah. So people were asking. Yeah. Nice. So he's, we he's stoked because every time he streams, he's now making two cents. <laughs> <laughs> do you do you make money when you stream on Spotify? A couple cents. As opposed to and not where, making where money at other you know? iTunes. Do you get money from that? No, that's all free. So everybody should listen on Spotify. So you get paid. No, I think, I think, I don't Pat's know. Pat's got to get paid. Uh, really, the pay, you know, if you support oh. the show on Patreon, as Rob does, thank you, Rob. Oh, you're speaking, so you're speaking us? Oh, yeah, we don't get anything on Spotify. No, we don't get anything on Spotify. I'll, I'll slip you an extra two bucks on the way out the door. <laughs> um, so uh, Bill Wyman releases this uh, solo album. I, I only hear the song, like, last year. It's hilarious. It's called Je Suis en Rockstar. Oh and God. he's picking up this French woman and he's telling her that he he's a big rock star and he's flying keep talking keep talking he's flying uh he will fly her to uh france where he has a house that's how that that's how he gets her i don't know that he actually gets her all right but uh he's trying he's trying hard all right and the song is called again je suis on a rock star right. when you're ready just uh cue that oh, up and play a second I'm gonna hold on. Okay, it's, it's a parenthesis, so it's at the top. Okay, let's hear it. Oh, I like this song. <laughs> it is not a stinker. <laughs> I veto that. And Bill sings. Well, I wouldn't call it singing. They would record in the islands, and I guess that's where he picked up this vibe. Said she come from Rio, lived on a mountain. I met her in Trafalgar Square. She was sitting in the fountain. She took off her hat, and she had lovely hair. Said she smoked marijuana and Coca Cabana there. South American lady. It's so bad, it's good. It went to 14 in the UK and spent nine weeks uh, at the top 40. That's crazy. That's the UK. Let me hand me the thing I want to play. He's He only ever sang one lead vocal. For the Rolling Stones. It was uh, in 1967 on the album I Hate, 
their satanic majesty's request. Oh, that is my least favorite album. Oh my God. <laughs> and he sings a song called In Another Land. So let's hear how his vocals are on that. I'm in another land. No, 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 no. This is from the mono box set, by the way. I think we have a bad connection. Are you sure it's plugged in correctly? You know what? Let me. You know what? Let me go. You know what? You might be right, right? Let me. Let me play the. Uh, let me play the stereo version. Just. Just because I, I think we might have had a bad connection. I think Rob is right about that. Let's try it. Here we go. So this is the stereo version. Oh yeah, it's much better. Oh yeah, that's much better in stereo. The now separation. You can hear him ghosting around. <laughs> now you can just take one headphone off and it sounds listenable. You can take all your headphones off and it sounds really listenable. It, yeah, this improves. Wow, that's terrible. Yeah. Oh my god. Were, were they shaking him as he sang? Yeah, they were. They, Keith was strangling him. <laughs> You're not gonna <laughs> <bloody sing. laughs> Wow. Go out and stand in the cold, Bill. Let me see what I have to follow up. First he smoked marijuana. Suce, then he recorded suce, that song. Suce, 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 woo, whatever the song was called. Okay, here's a guy. This is his only hit. Uh, I think it only went to, just cracked the top four. I think it went to number 39. He's, uh, he's been on the show, so I say friend of the show. But he's a guy that everyone seems to know, and he's got a large catalog of music. And this is Marshall Crenshaw, mm. and this is Someday, Someway. Why wasn't he bigger? I can't stand to see you sad. I can't bear to hear you cry. You can't tell me what you need. All I can do is wonder why. Someday, someway, uh -huh. Someday, someway, yeah, now. Someday, someway, maybe I'll understand you. After all you've done for me. Seems like a guy who wouldn't want to play this anymore. Oh, no, no. He embraces all the... He's fine with it. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's this not... song probably bought him a house. Yeah. He, um, yep. In the 90s, I worked as a DJ and a like bar DJ. Oh, I'm I, very I, proud of you. I spun <laughs> 45s. Okay. And the flip side of this song is uh, You're My Favorite Waste of Time. Oh, that's such a great song. And I, I always tell my wife that that's my theme song for her. Yeah, that's such a great song. That didn't make it to the album either. Just no, the B-side. just on the B-side. Oh, so great. Awesome song. What's up? What do you got? What Neil you got? Young uh, released an album called Trans, um, where he dressed up like a woman. No, that's not. It. This was his period of time where he was like, it was like really experiment. Like he, he yeah, was he breaking was away from what searching for things. Yeah, he normally did. He did after this. He did like a country album. Did like a rockabilly album. album. Yeah, um, that's this a cool is, album cover. Let me see. Yeah, I like that. I think Nils Lofgren plays on this album. Yes, he does. Um, yeah, and then I stole him away. I said, "You wanna, you wanna play in front of a large audience and make a lot of money, or you wanna play with Neil Young?" I didn't realize you had invited him. Yes, that's great. Um, so, Mister Soul is the song, and it was originally recorded with uh, Buffalo Springfield. So and a remake, a remake, but. New technology, he used a vocoder, which changes the voice, and he harmonizes with himself. And it just, 
the song doesn't have any additional content. It just, it changed the feel of the song and uh, kind of piqued my interest in uh, sort of electronic music. And coming from an established artist like him, I knew it was on the way. And uh, I just, I loved it. And it remains today my favorite Neil Young song. And, and the name again? Mr. Soul. All right. Electronic Jack Jumping Jack Flash. Can you hear that? Yeah. Did you hear that, Kyle, when it started? Nice. I've never heard that. Oh, it's great. I've never heard that. It was on MTV. Rock and Peace, Neil Young. No. Rock and Peace MTV. Yeah, Rock and Peace MTV. I think think Neil Neil Young just married Daryl Hannah over the weekend. Was that real? I think it is real. I thought that was just a joke. No, I think it's real. I think it's real. Mm. Um, I love uh, love me some heart. They had a couple albums in the '80s before the big comeback, before the big pop rock glossy production comeback. They had a couple albums that I loved. One was called Passion Works, and then one was called Private Audition, which is the album that we're going to play right now. This is uh this was an MTV song. It's the first time I saw it and heard it. And this is called Cities Burning. Love that song. That's not bad for girls. Yeah, yeah, chicks. Mm. They can't drive, but they sometimes can play some music. Mm. Oh. What do you think of that album cover? Uh, let me click on it. It's actually good if you really look at it. Yeah, it's cool. It's like uh, it, the album's it's called, called Private, Private Audition. Audition. It's them There's like them, headshots, head, headshots, and all headshots on Polaroids. Polaroids. And they're and they're like from the. Uh, they look like they're like from the forties. Mm-hmm. They almost look like. Um, like a detective was taking them because ah. the one guy's looking through a he. This guy might be a comedian. He's looking through some blinds. Oh, with his headshot. <laughs> <laughs> we had some bad headshot advice when I moved out here. Like they said, you need a funny headshot. So I think it was a, a guy we know, Jimmy Dore. He's holding his shoe up to his head like it's a phone, and we were just like, "What the is fuck he, is this?" He goes, is he that's, my, that's what my agent told me to do." 
They're like, that's ridiculous. Yeah, they're making a new get smart. Get in there. Get in there. Get that shoe up. Get so that you, shoe you up. made them replace the shoe with a banana? <laughs> I know. Well, I just went like that. That's not even a phone. You just made... Pinky and thumb. Talking yeah, your pinky bad object work. Yeah, bad object work. Not going to fly at the UCB. Hello? Yeah, you hold it like a phone. I do yeah. a wide set phone. You know what I do? I just do this. I do speakerphone. I just push a button. Hello? <laughs> <laughs> it's the best. That's the best. That's what I would always do. When you had to be on the phone, I would just... Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, you're on speaker. He's doing all that. And you can use that. Feel free to use that. Nobody wants up. to talk to him. No. Uh, I got a couple more. You got a couple more? Yep. Then let's go. We're going to get our taco on. Mmm, tacos. Mm-hmm. We don't have tacos in New York. Don't really? No. All right. We have them. Are they good? I think Nana's called it a taco before. Yeah, my mom. I'm surprised she doesn't, because you know what she does? If it ends in an O, she pronounces it as an A. A well, sometimes in, she says, oh, do you like those tacos? Tacos, yeah. yeah. She's, uh, it's rough. There, there's no Mexican food in Holidaysburg. No, there's a Chinese restaurant there now, downtown on the Diamond. It's great. It's really yeah. great. It's like, because Chinese people run it. Because there was only one like in Altoona, when we graduated. Yep, no, this one's really good. What's it called? It's called um, Main uh, Moon. Yeah, Main Moon. It's, My grandfather goes every, uh, almost every day, they give him a free thing of white rice, rice, and then he takes that home, puts, puts it in a bowl, pours sugar on it, and pours milk on it and eats it. Mm, what the fuck? <laughs> no, you're a chef. Uh, how's that? <laughs> Put that on the menu. Call it Joe's Rice. It's like depression a, era rice. Yeah, what kind of rice pudding? Yeah, what kind of a depression era food is that? Dude, my dad used to do that with tomatoes. What was your dad's name? Rob. Rock and peace. Bob. Yeah. Rock and peace. Bob. He with tomatoes. With tomatoes, like we would like go a whole to, tomato. Go to, a, go to a diner, okay? You know, and you get like a hamburger or something. Comes with a slice of tomato. He'll take the tomato off, put it on a plate, and just pour sugar on it. And then eat it like that. What the heck? I don't know. Anybody else. I thought you were going to say he took it home, put it in a bowl with milk. milk and yeah. <laughs> Tomatoes and milk would be not That's, good. He ate it with your dad. <laughs> <laughs> it's a thing, apparently. Pouring milk on everything. You got to get your protein. <laughs> I hear people say. What's your favorite food? Sausage. Sausage. Yeah. That's your thing. Sausage. Sausages. No, you want just, a good sausage? I hear you go to Worst Kuka. It's very good. Is that yeah. a real place? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I passed by it today. Worst yeah. Kuka. Yeah. And then you went to get juice. Juice. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to get some food tonight. Right, good. Good. I, uh, yeah, I'm Chris who is showing me around God town. damn Chris. He, uh, That's what we call him. God damn Chris. God bless his heart. Uh, he is a, uh, He's a vegan, no, he's not vegan, he's vegetarian. A vegan Nazi. And, uh, <laughs> you know, as, as he likes to say, you know, he tarts everything up. They, he gets, oh, I love to eat balmy, me, the Vietnamese sandwich. Okay. I'm like, I thought you were gluten-free. Oh, well, you know, it's on gluten-free bread and uh, uh, eggless mayo. And uh, like, yeah, that's, bleh, that's not I'm already really, throwing up. That's not I'm a me. chore to be around. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just easier to eat where he can eat. Gotcha. Right. So... That's so that's fine. what you do. And then I later I go to In and Out. Do you had In and Out today? Uh, yesterday. Single or double double? A double double. Animal fries? No, no. I'm gonna do that uh, maybe tomorrow or mm -hmm. Monday. I love when people come out here and they plan their week around In and Out. Yeah. And they have to have it twice. Oh yeah. It's true. It's awesome. It's good. It's 
It's good. good. It's, well, better, it's better than I expected. It's better when you're visiting versus when you live here. And I'm that sure it's better sense. when you're drunk. Oh, absolutely. I got to tell you, I, at the airport the other day, I had, you I got ate plastered. It, I ate at Shake Shack. Not as good. Oh, I loved it because it's got a little crispy around the burger because it's like. I used to not like Shake Shack, but now it's grown on me. All right. Oh, wait. Sorry. I, I'm thinking of Steak and Shake. Steak and I Shake. love Shake Shack. Yeah. Steak and Shake's okay. So I okay. think Shake Shack has gotten too popular and they have too many things on mm-hmm. the menu. When you go to In-N-Out Burger, they got like three things. You get three things. Burger, fries, shakes, mm-hmm. that's it. Mm-hmm. That's it. Gordon Ramsay would like that menu. Simple. Yes. He talked about burgers for a half an oh, hour. That'll be a review. <laughs> oh. It started out with Pat insulting his guest. <laughs> And then move quickly into Burgers and Frankenstein. And then he made fun of his mother. No, thank you. P.U. What do you got for us? I played Heart 20 minutes ago. It was before Burger Talk. (laughs) You ever play the video game Burger Time? So good. Are you playing it right now? I am. (laughs) Apparently we're not interesting enough. Nope. Um, The Jam. A band that I'd never heard of before MTV. Doom, doom, I doom, love doom, the doom. video. Yep. And Mike uh, Siegel is one of his favorite bands. Town Called Malice. I don't know anything else they do. But this song's great. Paul Weller. It's the Supremes. Ooh, baby love, my baby love. You can go right into my list, go right into In Excess from Shabu Shaba and play their greatest song, Don't Change. Cool. Two good songs. Mm-hmm. Now, did, when you hear the jam and you go, I love that song, I wonder if I'd like all their music. Do you go and seek it out? I just kind of forgot about them. Mm-hmm. And they turn up in my playlist every now and yeah. then. And but then just I that song. I'm, oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't... Have they had other hits? I think they do a version of David Watts by the Kinks. Do they have any other hits? I don't know. Maybe, maybe not here, but maybe in England. What do you got for us, Kyle? Jolly old England. You got um, something? You got info? Sure, one second. I also call it Intel. Do you have Intel? I don't know. These are Macs, so they, I don't think they have an Intel inside. All right. Uh, that was a stupid computer joke. Um, they have some hits. All right. The answer is yes. <laughs> Look it up. I mean, I don't All know. All right. What's your uh, next song? Oops, my phone shut off. I got some meat. Um, I got meat and potatoes after you. Romeo Void. Ooh, produced Never. by Rico Kasich. I did not know that. Yep. I know nothing about the song. 
the video um, is dark and broody and dangerous and kind of fun. I just liked it. And the song is? Never Say Never? Yep. And if I had a dime for every woman who said this to me, Good tune, yeah. Good tune. Uh, when I was growing up, there were uh, there were albums that like it seemed like everyone had in their collection. Everyone had Fleetwood Mac rumors. Never owned a copy. Hmm. Like the songs, just hmm. never owned a copy. Saw a lot of Eagles, their greatest hits. A lot of people had that. Yeah, had that. Uh, a lot of people had Bob Seger Night Moves. No, no, not so much. Bob Seger is one of those. People, the older I get, the more he speaks to me. Mm-hmm. I think when he was young, he was singing about old stuff. Yeah. You know? Well, I got a Bob Seger song, not from Night Moves, because that came out in 76, 77. This is from an album called The Distance. This is a song called Even Now. From 1982, Kyle. You were negative seven. There's a highway. More volume. A lonesome stretch. More cowbell. His CD catalog sounds like shit. It does. It needs a revamp. It's never been touched. He doesn't care. I don't think he does. love that she gets to me somehow even now even now it's great see like his a lot of his albums are now on finally on itunes but a lot of times it'll be like oh mastered for itunes his aren't they still sound like crud yeah open up a studio in detroit employ some people and have them go through and remaster i read an article about why bob seger because there's like albums pre like night moves that aren't even have never even been on cd and his 
manager who still is manager to this day says, oh, there's just not a market for it. It's just not, it's not cost effective for us to, it's like, do it and release do it. it in a box, box set. Yeah, do it in a box set. And let, let the, you know, let the, the people, let the people decide. You son of a bitch. That's what I call his manager. Just punch, his, his manager is Punch Andrews. And I'd like to punch him in the face <laughs> for not doing anything with this catalog. If you want to hear him sound great, see him live. <laughs> well, that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> There's a story there. I got. Uh, he's just fine. He's is he boring on stage? He's like sits everyone. On a stool? Would, everyone tells me what a fantastic live performer he is, and I got to tell you, if Springsteen's a ten, he's a two. <laughs> I mean, he doesn't do. He just sings. He doesn't. There's no show. He doesn't talk to the crowd. He has all the charisma of a bass player. He does this fist pump thing, like that double like, fist pump, like just, forward. Just yeah, forward. Like he's it looks, working out. Looks ridiculous. Like he's bench pressing vertically. There's not even like a backdrop that has like the Silver Bullet Band logo. It's nothing. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, just a couple of spots. What'd you think of that album cover, though? It's not a bad album cover for the title. No, it's uh, yeah. It's, it's got fine. his dumb back of his dumb head looking out into the distance. The he's album's at, called but he's the actually distance. really not. He's looking parallel to the distance. Ah, that's got to be Punch Andrew's fault. <laughs> what a, do you got for us, Rob? It's a very pretty picture, though, for the sunset. Uh, Wall of Voodoo. We're Mexican almost done. Radio. We're almost done. Stan Ridgeway. I know nothing about the band. I wish I was in Tijuana. Eat a barbecue. I don't think we need to play it now. I think I nailed it. It sounded great. Wait, do you hear it? Have you ever heard this yeah. song? Yes. Kyle. Of course. Oh, that's great. I love I that do part. like that. This is when Tommy Stolby needs to reboot. <laughs> Science! Get on with it, Wall of Voodoo. I feel a hot wind on my shoulder And the touch of the world that is older I turn the switch and check the number I leave it on when and when I slumber I hear the rhythms of the music I buy the product and never use it I hear the talking of the DJ Can't understand just what does he say I'm on a Mexican radio Somebody's speaking German in the background. <laughs> it's Nazis. Nazis. They're all living in Argentina. Or if you see the Blues Brothers and they're Illinois Nazis. <laughs> I don't think they're the same Nazis. I hate fucking Illinois Nazis. It's right in the movie. It's right in the movie. Um, let me see. Like, now, do you, you got your ukulele here. Do you got a song from 1982 to play for us? Ooh. Ooh. I forgot I brought it. Now you're going to make me play it. How do you like that? that? What is that guy? It's Rob, Rob Wilson. Sounds oh. just like him. Uh, I guess I'll have to play something. From 1982, though. Uh, maybe I could play Industrial Disease uh, by Dire Straits. 
How's that for a guy putting you on the spot? Just a song. No way. He doesn't never played before. I name ever. it. Yell anything and I can play it. Would you like to play something? I will doodle around and we'll see what happens. We're, we're wrapping the show up pretty soon. I, you know, what do you mean doodle around? I got to warm up. I'm not. Uh, well, maybe, maybe you uh, play a song for, and that would be a Patreon video. There you go. How about that? Okay. If you yeah. want to hear Rob play and sing and see him sing, you can go over to Patreon. For as little as $2 a month, you can forget I'm not going into that. Uh, okay. We're good. We're real good at branding and marketing ourselves. I'm going to For as little as $2 a month, it's 50 cents an episode. If uh, you don't think that we're worth it, well, why are This you month, it would have been less because there were five Thursdays. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, you're right. You are right. So, uh, let's it. go to that Elton John catalog of songs that Rob Wilson hates. This is from the album. This is actually, that, my, this is actually my favorite Elton John album. The Hat Years. Yep. It's called Jump Up. That should be a that should be a compilation. Yeah, the Hat Years. That's on Time Life. This has Pete Townsend on acoustic guitar. This is Ball and Chain, a very aggressive acoustic guitar. It's about a lady, I assume. I got a ball and chain hanging around my car. You were the one to blame for tearing my world apart. I got a heart so true. You got a heart. Nothing too poppy. It, it could be anybody singing that song. It could be Juice Newton. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a very generic song. It sounds very much like Juice Newton, but I love it. Also on guitar on that, a friend of the show, Richie Zito. Mm. Richie's producer, Richie Zito. I still say probably the richest person to ever come on the show. Well, mm-hmm. I know Sammy Hagar probably. That hat almost looks photoshopped onto his... <laughs> And in this picture, like it doesn't uh, really look like he's wearing it. Doesn't look, it looks like it's too big. Just yeah. like his shoulder pads. Yeah. There's a lot going on there. I think he looks good. That looks like a guy that, you know, if, you know, you know, if the, if the mood was right, you know, maybe I'd, wait a minute. His tie is a little loose. Just a little. A little, little bit loose. Little Grab him by the shoulder pads. He doesn't look like he's ready to off. jump up at all. No, Ellen John hasn't jumped up for 45 years. The guy never jumps up. He's running around wearing a Donald Duck suit. Hmm. All right, I got, t- I got two more. I got to play out. I, so you I don't play, have anything out. You, you play one. I, I'll I don't, play one. I don't, you've, you've run through everything. What? We're done? I'm, you got I one more? A, I have a list of songs that I never need to hear again. All right, let's hear them. Hopefully there's one, of my, one is my play out. Hmm, I hope not. Let's see. Uh, Let's hear the songs you never need to hear again. Mickey, Tony Basil. Oh, Mickey. Oh, I hate that song. All right. It, it was on. I get it. Heavy rotation. Mm-hmm. Played it so much. I never want to hear it again. Um, oh, Rob, you're so fine. You're so fine. You blow my. Bring me some wine. Hey, Rob. That's the restaurant. I made a restaurant song mm. with wine. Eye of the Tiger. Almost Does made my it, list. And no one needs to hear that song. No, anymore. but it's so iconic and of the year 
they played it so much the children that were born after already know the okay. song. I have to, I'm going to play this for you, even though you never wanted to hear it again, because you have to hear this, because you don't know this exists. I doubt that you've ever heard this. This is, I hope it's Stallone singing Eye of the Tiger. <laughs> no, he sings, he sings Drinkenstein. Oh, that's right. He sings Drinkenstein. Drinkenstein. They call me Drinkenstein. Okay. This is, that wasn't bad. This is, uh, thank you. They call, this is Eye of the Tiger, the extended European version. <laughs> so they play the whole thing? Contains yeah. even more tiger. It's just, it's up, up top, it's a little wheel here. Okay. <laughs> it's this for six minutes. American version has already started. They're waiting for the singer to get out of the bathroom. I know. Where Everybody's is he? Looking at each other. Where is he? Just keep. All right, maybe. Not. It's a really long intro. That's because I'm training. I need more oblivion for training. We gotta cut a minute out of this movie. <laughs> Can we cut the montage down a little bit? Is it vocals yet? Still not. It's crazy. All right. We haven't seen him. Can somebody page him, please? <laughs> hey, that, that was a little bit like when we were waiting for um, Rob Halford to get on a motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> hey, can we see if we have working for the weekend and then the working for the weekend extended mix that I put together? Uh, Rob, did you ever hear the working for the weekend extended mix? <laughs> have you heard it? Yes, I have. I'd, I'd love to hear it if they're both in there. Play the original first, just up top. Nothing. Gotta wait for everything to load. Uh, I like that when you're waiting. You, you, Kyle just is literally like the microphone's a pillow. You got his uh, face no, pushed up. it's not on here. We don't have it in there anymore? No, you did like a purge or something. Oh, that's so, that's, that took me a lot of time. <laughs> did it? <laughs> How dare you. Oh, well. Maybe I have it. It seems worth it. Oh, now. yeah, I have it. <laughs> I just want to do it because I, I don't think Rob's ever heard it. Said he has. I don't think he has. Well, there might be someone out there that's never heard it. Okay, so here's the original. This is the original working for the weekend. I don't even remember what you're talking about, to be honest. Oh, yeah. Okay, so that's the original. And now this is the, uh, this is the extended mix. I made this myself. Now, which is better? Come on. <laughs> oh, I would love you if you just made an entire song that was just that. Just cowbell. I could do I it. I don't remember this much cowbell in this song. <laughs> uh, and I don't, I don't know that you could probably get away with not paying any royalties on that at all. Can't no. prove that you didn't. I, I might be making. Yeah, I might be banging that out myself. I like to bang around. <laughs> <laughs> do you often do that? Any other songs that you don't ever want to hear again besides working for the... Oh, up, up Where We Belong. Joe Cocker and... Jennifer Warrens. That's it. Where the eagle Is that from Officer and a Gentleman? Yes. Okay. 
and it should stay there. God, I haven't heard that forever anyway. I might never have heard that again in my life had you not brought it up. What else? Is that it? Um, hard to say I'm sorry. Chicago. 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 The Chicago, the, uh, the ballad, the ballady years. The yeah. 80s. Was that Peter Cetera still? Peter Cetera, yeah. I just, to me, that's not Chicago. No, it, it, it really isn't. I mean, some people like that era, but I, I like the 70s era. My wife, when this album came my out. My wife, my wife, I love in Chicago. My wife goes to the concert. <laughs> my wife with the Peter. She Chitarra. goes to the concert. They play the one song that she knows. She doesn't know anything else. It's like a two and a half hour concert. Oh God, She's no. Like, I, I left because. I don't know any I of the songs. I don't know any of the songs. And it's all, you know, the older stuff with the yeah. horns. And- That's Chicago, Kyle. Oh. It's a pretty good mouth trumpet. It's not bad. I can do that and I can do dog barks. Let's hear a dog bark. That's a pant. Okay. That's pretty good. You might have a career. I can do horns and dog barks. What do you need? Uh, anything else that you never want to hear? You need again? to wrap a reality show around mm-hmm. those sound effects. Uh, Did the horns ever make the dogs bark? <laughs> so good. Thank you. Can we turn my headphones down just? I turned them up. He's just joking. Isn't he? No, he's not. Okay. One more song? A couple more songs you don't... Um... No, not the things that I was going to bring, but I didn't want to put people through it. Um, <laughs> Never stops me. <laughs> that's your job. Uh, Laurie Anderson. I'm a big fan of her first three albums. Uh, this was the year she came out with Oh, Superman, mm-hmm. which is the one that everybody knows. Yeah. Um, I like Languages of Iris, that song. It's just, it's very repetitive and yeah. not, not popular with, with most people. Yeah. But it established She's her. avant-garde. Yes. For sure. And who did she marry? Lou Reed. Yes. Who's also not everyone's taste. No, I'm not a big fan. Those two probably didn't even like each other. Mm. <laughs> They're their two greatest fans. <laughs> um, Alan Parsons Project released Eye in the Sky. You can hear the song at every sporting event. You don't need to play it here. Nope. What if I said We Are the Champions by Queen? Would that be on your list? I don't mind it. Okay. But the, uh, the stuff, oh, what was the song that you played? Ah, never mind. Anyway, um, there's a band called Clannad, which. Irish band? Irish band. They. Um, I got Clannad once from this hooker. Yeah, it took a little penicillin. Yeah, it right it's up. fine. Um, Clannadia. <laughs> Stupid. They, um, there, there was a, an offshoot from that with one of the, uh, one of the sisters. Uh, you might know her by the name Enya mm-hmm. came out of that. Um, and they had a song called, uh, well, it was a theme to a movie called Harry's game. And it was the first time that she wrote a song mm-hmm. and it sounds like Enya, but nothing else that they did sounds like Enya. Okay. And then she went solo. So you never have to hear who again. No, these are songs that I just, 
I didn't bring. Oh, okay. I thought we were still on the songs you never have to hear. No, again. no, no. Um, all right. that, that's all done. Mm, and cool. I, uh, I couldn't find my copy of uh, Lexicon of Love. ABC. Oh, that just that just missed making my list too. Poison Arrow. I yes, Poison Arrow is great. And uh, he he ad libbed that entire spoken part in the middle. Wow, Martin they, Fry. Yeah, he just told him. They said, you know, we need to fill this much space. Put something in there, and then we'll fill it in later. And they liked what he did, so they kept it. I'm surprised they didn't fill it in with that uh, that cowbell from Working for the Weekend. <laughs> Let's remix that. Let's promote. Let's do some promoting. Kyle, you're at Kyle Dotson Funny. Yep. We're at Rock Solid Show, and I am at Pat underscore Francis, and our website is rocksolidpodcast.com. It's mm-hmm. where you can find everything. T-shirts, the whole shebang. Link to the Patreon, the Links episodes. The Patreon. Yeah. So if you're not on board with the Patreon yet, please feel free to uh, <laughs> come aboard as little as $2 a month. That gets you to win all the prizes. Uh, as of this recording, uh, tomorrow I'm going to be giving away five Blu-ray, Blu-ray DVD combo pack, actually. Of, uh, it's a documentary about the Us Festival, and I watched it on the plane, and it's really fun. It's really cool. They got some performances there that I haven't seen for a long time, and um, actually a great performance by the Cars, who I don't think are that exciting of a live band sometimes, but uh, this was a great tune. So I forget what it was. It's one, that, um, it's one from the first album. It's one that Benjamin Orr sings, so. Uh, so yeah, I'm giving prizes. I've been giving prizes away like crazy recently, like literally weekly. I've been giving some prizes away. So that's what you get for $2 a month, $5 a month. You get the, uh, episodes ASAP, uh, the ASAP club will probably have this episode tomorrow. And right now I think there's four or five episodes that haven't officially dropped yet that ASAP club is already listening to. And the $10 tier is... You get all the stuff I previously mentioned. We'll follow you, follow you on Twitter also. And you get to watch our weekly videos. Uh, I think we got one coming up where Kyle is going to review, unseen, he's going to review the ACDC album covers. Mm-hmm. I know there's a ton of those that he hasn't seen. All right, Rob, where are you are on Twitter? I am on Twitter and on uh, Instagram at ChefJustRob. Okay. Um, those are my professional places chef just rob chef just rob i used to be dj just rob because somebody said you need a dj name and i'm like okay i'm dj just rob all right and then it kind of morphed into chef just rob and Mm -hmm. became my moniker a lot of your better chefs have been djs is that true no um and you're on facebook i am on facebook uh robert wilson can people like you there friend you they can i i it's personal it's personal. Don't go there. This yeah, time, get, it's get out personal. Of but, uh, Send him a friend request, and then you get the pleasure of saying no. No. Um, that's what he did with my friend request. Uh, but people follow you, follow you on Twitter, definitely. Yeah. Uh, Instagram is where, where it really happens. Oh, okay. Um, you know, pictures of food. People oh, right, love cool. pictures of food. Mm-hmm. The, um, is the restaurant, again, say it, the, cur- the one that's open currently. Three Mile open? Island. <laughs> Three Mile Island. Uh, everything's radioactive. Some <laughs> toxic uh, cocktails there. It is a One Mile House. It's at 10 Delancey Street in the Bowery in New York City. Sounds like a happening spot. Um, there has been a One Mile House for like 200 years. Wow. Um, not the same one, not in the same place. Um, this is the first time it's been a proper craft beer bar. All right. And is that name public domain? Anyone can use it? 
Um, Because I think we're going to change the name of this podcast to the One Mile uh, House podcast. I'm sure they've paid for it. Yeah, it's probably a done deal. I hope attorneys don't come out of the wall after this. Uh, The new place in the story of Queens is Rivercrest. That's opening soon. Um, Both places, the food is elevated bar food. We do like our jalapeno poppers, our Carolina barbecue pork and cheddar, and they're baked and not fried. And we do flatbreads and... What, what is your favorite... I'm looking at the menu now. What's your favorite thing to make on the menu? I mean, to physically prepare? Yes. I, you know, I, I love you. The, don't yell at our guests. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I like to flip a burger. All right. It's, it's fun to do. My favorite thing in the world to make is pizza. Yeah. There's something very zen about working the dough and throwing the pizza. And I did it for a number of years. And uh, we... We use a prepared flatbread crust now, but uh, I just don't have the space to do it. Yeah. Everything in New York is small. Yeah. So my kitchen is the size of someone's bathroom, a small bathroom. Wow. And uh, the new place is uh, going to be uh, same style of food, but we're going to mix it up and uh, it's going to be exciting and we will be opening... Hopefully we'll be open by the end of September. All right, cool. Uh, it might happen, it might not. If can people some, in the new people in the New York area who are listening to this currently, if they come to the place, can they ask for you? Can they say hello? Can they, they meet can, you? you? Get if, a picture? If you come in and tell me that you heard about us on the Rock Solid Podcast. Ooh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. I will buy you a beer. Ooh. Any beer they want or a beer of your choosing? Any beer you want, we have good beer. All right, there you go. Sounds, now, Kyle, don't you just fly there just to get a free beer. Okay. Okay, cool. Okay, Rob, well, look, this was great. I'm glad you were here. I hope you had fun. It was great. Shout out to your wife, Jen. Does she still listen? Uh, yeah, she, I listen uh, more than she does. Not anymore. <laughs> she liked it a lot for a while. Then what happened? Well, it's it's just uh, when you ride the subway, you sometimes you listen to stuff. Sometimes you read a book. All right. You know. Read a book? Uh, yeah. Are you nuts? What is this? What is this? The 1800s? Yeah, Jesus. Yeah. Next you're going to tell me you, you oh. wrote a letter. All right. My play out song is, it's also a Billy Joel song. Okay. We both grew up in Pennsylvania. So the oh. perfect Billy Joel song, if you grew up in Pennsylvania, and Kyle, you like to say this song should be about what? But like a sh- just a shit town, <laughs> just a garbage place. I just like he played this when you saw him. I bet right. Yeah. So he could go a lot of a lot of production ah. going on behind him. Ooh, ah. Thank you, Rob. Thank you, Kyle. You're welcome. Thanks. This is Billy Joel's Allentown. Oh, sorry. Flint, I gotta go. <laughs> Ah, uh.